0: class welcome to art eater podcast number 84. uh today we're going to be talking about gamescom 2023 we're going to be talking about some of the games that are going to be uh, uh showcased there and uh, you know just the games that we're excited for and um yeah it's going to be a fun one we're, we're pretty much just winging it today uh <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i'm your host richmond uh we'll do a quick quick roll call um yeah i'm, I'm richmond I, i've been doing uh, animation uh, professionally for a long time. I run my own uh, studio. Uh, where we make our own games. We're an indie game studio based in Thailand. Uh, we're called GitEgg. And we're also one of the top out, uh, art, uh, game art and animation outsourcers. And uh, that's actually what brings me to Gamescom. I'm actually going to be at Gamescom this week. <laughs> I'm coming out here to represent my company, uh, mo- mostly to do like business matching stuff. Uh, I, I, I'm not... I don't know if I'll really have time to go visit all the booths and play all the demos. I'll try, though. I will try. There's some really cool looking games there. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, uh, Sean.
1: Hey, y'all. I'm Sean, Uh, usually here. Edit the podcast, uh, UX director, creative director. Um, Right now, I lead design teams at NZXT, so I I don't design day to day as much, but I still get to (laughs) play video games for a living. yeah, and I'm coming to y'all live from the tropical storm, the first tropical storm <laughs> for, for for eighty years on the coast of California. So uh, whoa. So. Yeah, 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 we're all coming to you from very well not different locations, I'm still at home, but in very different podcast, locations uh, than you normally get your RD or content from. if uh, the podcast ends abruptly,
2: it's the reason. Yeah, yeah. I
1: suppose, um, but yeah. Oh, and anyway, I, I worked at Blizzard for a while, and I, of course, uh, me and Richmond used to work on games and run a, ran a company in Atlanta for a while. Oh, so, yeah. uh, we've been art eating for probably, I guess, over well over a decade now. Man, I feel old. <laughs>
0: Closing <laughs> in on two, baby. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, past hey, Thomas. We, hey everyone, it's Thomas. Uh, you're a web developer from France here by uh, some. Uh, some accent. For some reason, I was available today. <laughs> the, the topic, uh, I can actually talk about it because I haven't had the time to play Baldur's Gate. Uh, I just <laughs> kind of finished Zelda like three weeks ago and I didn't even finish it. I just stopped playing it, you know?
1: Well, one does not uh, simply finish Zelda. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was like, no, that's not good. I want to play something else, you know? I was like, yeah, I really want to play something else. <laughs> Anyway, a lot of thoughts about this game, but uh, not uh, not the right podcast. And uh, so yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just a web developer right now. I'm working on a, on some projects for for my for my company, and um, it's been a very interesting uh, very interesting few last months uh, in terms of uh, things I learned, and stuff like that on my on my craft. And uh, I also had the time to yeah play new games. I'm currently playing Vagrant Story. Can you imagine? Ooh. That's uh, yeah. Oh wow, yeah. that's Very, a that's an old one, yeah. Classic. And, uh, it's a great game a cl-
1: though.
2: Yeah, a great game. Uh, some some errors, but the the Matsuno touch is everywhere. That's amazing. Anyway. Yeah. And so yeah, I've been to Gamescom to uh, once, uh f- as a press in 2011. So an eternity, it was uh at the time, um, imagine Street Fighter Cross Tekken was the big future new game of capcom <laughs> um oh, marvel vs capcom ultimate marvel vs capcom 2 was not yet out i remember meeting set killian in, on the press floor by uh, he was making a demo inside um you know a, a, a glass capsule and i knocked on the on the the glass to, so he could come out and give us access to the to the demo we wanted to play they just reveal. I think it was the Nemesis in Ultimate Marvel Three, and I wasn't. I really wanted to play the Nemesis <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. So yeah, a lot of uh, interesting conversation. I remember meeting also the um, the guy from uh, the the creative director of Team Ninja at the time, the one that uh, succeeded to um, what was the name of the very uh, controversial guy from Team Ninja. Itagaki. Yeah, the successor of Itagaki. Itagaki was gone for like two or three years at the time. And okay. uh, and I remember that uh, DOA five was in where was in the pipeline at the time. It they, they were doing a new Ninja Gaiden. So yeah, it was very fun. I really, and I also so met the team that was making Skullgirls at the time. That was uh that oh, was very, Lab very funny. Yeah, yeah, Lab Zero. I met um, uh, there at the time. It was their community manager that became their uh, their um, CEO when they created. Oh, Francesca. Right? no it was before francesca it was uh um, oh, okay. yeah yeah it was before uh i don't want to say his name because i don't think he's in the industry anymore but uh, there was also it, that's funny um i think one of the guys that i met was gm croft he was a uh he was a developer for them and now he's a very prominent uh video um, fighting game youtuber he just did his first uh, commentary gig at evo this year so that's oh. uh, <laughs> that's so funny and uh, yeah, so many things to test, so so many games and stuff. It was, uh, I really enjoyed the separation between, you know, the public floor and the, the, the professional floor because the professional show is uh, way, way calmer. So it gives you some space to breathe a little bit. I think you're going to enjoy it, too, uh, this year again. So oh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, yeah, looking forward to it. That was my, uh, oh, yeah. Also, there, there was a, a story that, you know, that for people who don't know, uh, Game, uh, Gamescom is in Cologne. And uh, Colm has uh, the the a big river crossing it with a heavy, very long bridge, and I remember taking um, an hotel into one of the, one of the worst hotel I've ever seen. It was decorated like a Derek episode, you know, and I was the the I remember I'm burning sorry, my like feet. A, a De- Derek, maybe you don't have the reference. It's a very German show about uh, you know Twitter and Derek. Yeah, probably you. Could, Ah, that's a very. I, I'm, I'm also
1: like a I'm like, what does this mean, <laughs> Derek? <laughs> no, no, like I want see some, some cool cool dude like, named Derek. Like,
2: right. yeah. yeah, that's a uh, Derek Inspector. Like, I'm going to drop you a, a picture of him, and you're going to understand um, <laughs> the the thing. Like, that was the vibe, basically. Oh, okay, of, so uh, it's
0: like a crime procedural. Yeah. Oh, oh. Okay. Well,
2: yeah, a kind of crime series, like a television series from the '70s, '80s, with uh very dated happening in, in Germany. So it was, I was like, wow. That's the.
0: R R I C K for the yeah. listeners <laughs> that so, want yeah. to learn about uh, Euro, Euro TV from the 70s.
2: Yeah, sorry. And uh, the hotel was so cheap that uh, I moved too fast in the bed sheets and it burned my feet.
3: <sighs>
2: <laughs> like, imagine. Ooh. So yeah, it was, uh, and the cold mess is so big. Like, I didn't expect it to be, you know such a big place but that was very intimidating at the time so yeah that
0: was the, the experience oh so it, has it always been at that location
2: uh at the time it was already at the cold mess but uh the thing is that they opened they open uh, part of the cold mess um depending of the needs i think so sometimes they close some ales and some else that's how you say and sometimes they closed them they open or close them depending on the on the number of uh, people that need the number of people okay. and the studio they expect. So yeah, but it's so big. I was like very very shocked when I was there the first time.
0: Yeah, um, uh, j- just for for the listeners to give them some uh, context, uh, Gamescom is the biggest gaming event in uh, Europe. Um, so it's it's like the, uh, uh well, when E three still existed, it was like the E three <laughs> of Europe. Or, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like... going to say,
1: I think it's arguably one of the biggest in the world at this point. I yeah. um, think it's
0: yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. As an org, it might be the biggest, too, because now they do I, like Gamescom Asia.
1: Yeah, I know I know Blizzard treated Gamescom like the BlizzCon of Europe, even though obviously it's, it's not a Blizzard official event, but that's mm-hmm. how much weight they put into it.
2: Mm-hmm. I think in terms of, you know, public visitors, they were like the biggest for a very long time. So maybe there are some game shows now in Asia that are bigger but in terms of uh, US and Europe I think it was the biggest for some time especially okay. when the when the um, when E3 started to downsize a little bit um and uh, finally die so
0: yeah that's uh that was that's very very intimidating when you're there do you, do you think is it is it bigger than Tokyo Game Show cuz that the, the public days for that are massive crowds They're crazy i don't know i don't that, know to be honest. that I
1: don't, I don't know i um... Tokyo Game Show has never been as big of a deal in the industry, like for industry developers, though. So I don't know if that means anything. Like I think it depends on how you look at it. Um, I'm not
3: yeah. Sure. Like I feel but like yeah. I feel
1: like people, have, uh, or not people, studios have always kind of pushed to have announcements and booths at, at, at Gamescom. I don't know. A Tokyo Game Show feels like it, yeah. it focused more on things that were already released. Um, okay, so
2: I have some number of visitors for Tokyo Game Show, so. Um, if you go post um, pre COVID, it was two thousand sixty-two around two, almost three thousand k people coming in two thousand eighteen. Uh, if you go for the Gamescom two thousand twenty-two, uh, it was two hundred sixty-five k people. Like imagine, like that's that's such that's a like the that's more people than people living in my, the city. I I am, you know, and I'm talking about a big city in France with a port, a commercial port, uh, the the army, (laughs) wall industries in a lot of fields and stuff. And there are still more people inside this, the the, the Tokyo Game Show and the Gamescom. So it's massive. Like both are very, very big. Wow. So impressive.
0: wow even more than oh that's gonna be crazy I I remember for when I was at Blizzard
1: for gamescom we used to do all of our most experimental nonsense on the booths because the floor is huge and you can you they really give you a lot of breathing room and a lot of creativity so we we did some of our first like AR things and like giveaways and whatever so uh, it's always a super fun floor to go to because like I think Mm -hmm. unlike E3 it's actually to your point Richmond it's got like a dev Section and then the main floor is actually designed for the public, um, and so they do a lot of brand building stuff. And you see some really cool booth designs as well.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: it's so it's so massive. Like we and you also f- see things that you will not
2: you will not see. I think in the U.S. or, or Tokyo Game Show, s- s- things like developers, like massive developers from the from um, the, the eastern part of Europe. Like I remember seeing. Uh, f- I you know studios that do things like World of Tanks or something on mm-hmm. things like that or the, oh, yeah they the, the, games yeah all yep. the simulators for absolutely anything like uh, I don't know garbage collector simulators or stuff like that that <laughs> are very very strong in Germany and in Europe or Euro Truck simulator that's not the kind of game you will expect you know to you 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 would not think about them on the game show game floor uh game show floor sorry and uh they are there i remember seeing them and uh so that was yeah very very surprising you, you know, It's you know, so big
1: euro truck simulator has got a large and dedicated following it, it's yeah. kind of like uh microsoft flight simulator like the people mm-hmm. that play it take it really seriously of course. um and actually the developers believe it or not like they spend mm-hmm. a lot of time on accuracy mm-hmm. um there's like a whole underground world of of sim games in which like the developers and the community really take it seriously mm. um kind of, and it, you have to appreciate the dedication to it yeah. um one of the
2: biggest in france is uh i think one of the biggest games in france is farming simulator actually who was uh discovered through the best-selling games in amazon germany by a, a publisher french publisher who decided to try to publish it in france and it was a huge success so yeah that's uh, that's funny so anyway, Richmond, you're going to games. You're already in Cologne, and you're going to the um, to the first part, which is a, a, a Dev uh, Conference show. Is that it?
0: Uh yeah yeah. So so Devcom uh, is Monday and Tuesday. It's Sunday right now. I I'm actually in uh, Dusseldorf because uh, it, it's it's a the oh. hotels are a fraction of the price of uh, Cologne. Cologne is like crazy expensive. Like, we're not about to drop like 700 euros per night on a hotel, you know? oh My God, so, it's like literally like one tenth of the price here. So I am totally fine with that. You know, 40 minute commute either way. Well, and also <laughs>
1: around that area, the, the public transportation's so good that oh, it's, like, so it's good, super yeah. easy to do. We we used mm-hmm. to we used to do that at, when I when I would uh, go out to Paris and stuff. You could just get hotels anywhere and just take trains to mm-hmm. get where you need yeah. to go. So,
2: yeah, yeah, it's that amazing. Inter- and in Germany right now, they did something like a national ticket for all trains at 50 euros and you can go anywhere for a month. Oh,
1: The train system in, in Europe is so much better than the US because I remember like when me and Rachel were there, we were like, you know, we're just going to like decide to go from Germany to, to like Italy. And I was like, I'm just going to get on like some one of the like the train booking apps and just like kind of string together uh, our train like just our our, ta- our train tickets and then i just used like hotel tonight and other things to just book hotels whatever and it was super duper smooth it was really enjoyable mm-hmm. we stopped in like zurich and um we we stopped in M- munich and we made it all the way like to naples in like three days and everything wow. worked super smooth the mm-hmm. trains were really easy like every everyone like every town was really easy to jump onto and i was like man <laughs> it's nice to have working working train infrastructure
2: <laughs> yeah what's yeah. funny about uh, I remember seeing someone like a um, I think it was a, a plane reviewer or something I like like um, someone who, who tests you know um, uh, plane companies who tried the train in Europe and uh, I think it was the lady and she was shocked that she could just walk into the train station up in the train and get out, and there was no, you know, uh, screening of your passport or ID card or your luggage or something like that. Yeah, it's so easy. And, and and that's so funny because to me that's the opposite. time I take the plane, I'm like, ah, why can't it be like the the, the train where you just go inside and stuff? So yeah, that's such a, a different mindset and uh, habits. That is very
0: very fun. They they don't even check your tickets. Like sometimes it's, no, it's like no. an honor system. <laughs> <laughs> like no, there was no booth, no no, um, no ticket guy. What are, what are they called? Conductor. Uh, my vocabulary is kind of, yes. Mm. No 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 no. It's not the conductor, is it? The one that that walks mm. around and. I I and feel
1: like nowadays you. the trains probably like mostly drive themselves. So I would assume.
2: No mm. no, that no, it, they have uh, they have drivers. It's just that depending on the, um, depending basically on the crowd and the number of people they're going to if they don't have the 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 enough people to check the tickets they're going to go on some lines that are more important than others and stuff like that so that's the reason why sometimes you're not checked and sometimes I go from Mm. Brest for where I live to Paris it's a four four hour uh train um Trip and sometimes they don't even check it, but most of the time they do because on uh, on very long lines and stuff that are quite expensive in in France because it's a high speed train
0: they do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah,
2: Archer, Train, Farming Simulator, Germany. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, I think so. Your your point is that there are some really really big games from regions outside of you know uh, America, Japan, China. Uh, mm-hmm. where uh, they have millions and millions of fans and you know, you might not have heard of them um, but mm-hmm. yeah I, I'm, I'm excited to find out more about these games oh, i
2: hope you can publish um a lot of please publish a lot of pictures on uh on social media about the the booth that you that you visit or oh yeah, yeah, or yeah. See that. i see w- i want to see the the, the live uh, the live tweets of you uh, on the floor
0: yeah so yeah yes i will Definitely. you know what i'll do that I will do that okay nice. so so let's 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 actually talk about the games what are, <laughs> what are, what are, what are you guys looking forward to from uh, gamescom mm. what do you what do you want me to go check out <laughs> mm. uh i i can start with uh
1: one that i i believe i'm almost positive is going to be there that like i'm not like I'm, I'm interested because it's an interesting play is the is mortal kombat one uh, where they're basically taking all of the new like Mortal Kombat stuff but they're going, you know, prequel with it. And I just remember thinking like, oh, the cast looks really attractive. Um yes. it's, it's distractingly so because it's like all of them before, you know. Well, I'm going to send you like like a screenshot from some of like the materials and like I, I almost feel like uh, they they just like look like famous actors at this point. Like they don't even they don't even look like Look, look 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 at sub zero and scorpion. They just like look like attractive men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah, really know. good looking now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the the, the it's Blue incredible. Hand looks really good. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: like
1: even even yeah. uh even
2: um Hog, the, the, the the green guy, the lizard guy, um, Reptile. Re- a reptile is actually like so hot right now. Oh, really? like, reptile reptile, like like yeah, he's is uh, like very. Uh, he's more like a komodo dragon physically when he's in his lizard form, and actually he can like morph into human. That's not the opposite. He's basically a lizard, but he has the ability to appear like a human guy, ah. and uh, and he appears like a very handsome guy. <laughs> so that's super funny. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. That's very very funny. Yeah, the the game is. Uh, I'm I'm actually not that's funny because i we we talked about it with friends this afternoon the game looks interesting but i'm not that interested in it for some reason because the i don't know i think i'm going to play it for the the story mode and stuff and the gameplay looks very nice but uh, i'm feeling like the risk they are taking for this one is, is you know revamping the whole cast because it's a reboot of the storyline so suddenly <laughs> they are Characters who change drastically, but I was I don't know expecting they took so much time to make it and they should because they 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 need time to make a, a good a, a good game and uh, none of those of those their game have been disappointing, but I was expecting I don't know something a bit different it feels like uh, you know feels too much like the same but it's not exactly the same i'm just like being a bit nitpicky but i was i wanted something like a, a change the size maybe of uh, street fighter 6 compared to street fighter 5 you know like uh, okay do something really really new and i feel like it's same different continuation
0: not sure no, that's, that's, that's definitely fair go ahead to, to me um, just superficially uh, it, it, it seems like a step up right like yeah. you're saying it's not just that everyone's hot it's like the the uh just the 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 the, the craft on the game has has gone up too i think like mm-hmm. just the, the the quality of the models has gone up and i'd say the animations are uh much better I, I, yeah. I, I think they made a conscious effort to improve them on the on the previous game, and I think they've jumped up another level uh, with this one. Um, oh, yeah, yeah oh, you know, I was like
1: halfway kidding about them uh, <laughs> just, just being hot. But like to your point, I feel oh, like they, NetherRealm has really been every time I'm like, oh, I'm done with Mortal Kombat. They come out with a game and I'm like, wow, this game is way better than it has any business being Um, (laughs) because I don't know I I used to play Mortal Kombat when I was younger like on SNES whatever and I don't feel like I ever thought it was a good game but it was like campy and enjoying and I feel like at some point they flipped the switch where it actually feels like a really really good game that's been climbing in quality mm -hmm. um, since 10 I think
0: they've always been fun right to me that that Mm -hmm. qualifies as a good game but sure sure, yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't necessarily like a deep balanced fighting game that you could play for you know 20 years right well I think to your point it
1: was it was not something that you really took seriously in any way right it was like it was pretty campy across the board and it was fun but I feel like that like since really Mortal Kombat 10 I've been like oh this is a game that I take more seriously but yeah go go
0: ahead Mm -hmm. uh I think I believe it was uh Mike Judge that I I thought this was pretty accurate he said that the, the the Mortal Kombat games at least the early ones they're not fighting games so much as arcade games where you're fighting each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah. does, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Totally it makes right. complete sense. It's kind of like killer right? instinct. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, you know what? Like, that's not just an offhanded compliment, or like, it's not an insult. Like, they're, they're fun in a different way, I think. Mm-hmm. They, they, they have that just immediate satisfaction. And I will say, um, you know, I, I, I was a, a Street Fighter guy <laughs> my whole life. Back in the day, there used to be this weird, pointless rivalry because, like, why wouldn't you enjoy both, right? Uh, but <laughs> I, I did actually enjoy more uh, uh, Mortal Kombat 2 uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. And I will say, the games definitely have their own feeling. Like, just. Oh, yeah. W- which well, is pretty important. And to me, that's pretty impressive. Like, when a game has its own feeling, not just aesthetically, but the way it controls and the way the feedback Mm -hmm. works, you know, the way you press a button and something happens and there's definitely a Mortal Kombat feeling. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel like the latest game, I haven't played it, but just in terms of the the rhythm of it, it looks to maintain that feeling while actually improving the animation, which has Mm -hmm. always been an awkward uh, challenge ever since it went 3D.
2: Yeah, I'm still like, I'm still a little bit split between for the animation st- st- stuff in Mortal Kombat because you can you can see how extremely good they are in cutscenes on the select screen during the um, the fatalities, the mm-hmm. the preparation talk and stuff, and after that they start to move like in a fight, and it and it looks like it's been made by some uh, a completely different team and. <laughs> That's so strange because it's not like, you know, animation in fighting games is, uh, I would say, um, a dark secret or something like that. There have been a lot of talks and there's, there are a lot of resources to, you know, improve and look at what you do and stuff. And I don't know, I'm still like very confused as to why it moves like that and it's not just the gameplay just there are some things that i'm like no okay this kick doesn't eat as much as it should. this move doesn't I, feel great i don't know that's i i, I know what me.
0: you mean no i, do, I yeah. do know what you mean um no, i've me. accepted that as the Mortal Kombat <laughs> flavor after all these decades yeah. you can call it jank or funk or whatever if you want but mm. um I it has I, a very good.
1: I was going to say I wonder if it's it's again it's like a, maybe it's like a nether realm thing because I I wanted to mention like what you're talking about. I feel like it's more pronounced in uh, their injustice games, which are also really really fun and also way better than they have any business being. But like to your point, I feel like it's more pronounced. And it, it maybe it's something with the with just the way that the 3D works. Um, I, but I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: I I've always felt like so to me like Capcom games have the most satisfying feedback. Like they have really good well, everything, right? Like they, they, it, it, and everything's varied, like fierce punches feel fierce, mm-hmm. and light punches feel lighter, heavy characters feel heavy, uh, it's very dynamic and very um, diverse, right? And then with Mortal Kombat, uh, everything's kind of similar, like it used to be everyone had the same default moves, right? And the only difference was special moves. So that, mm-hmm. that was sort of the starting point that's in its DNA, it's, it's evolved beyond that, but Everyone still kind of has a similar tempo, and then they're mostly differentiated by their special moves. And I would, I feel like the way the animations work uh, with the gameplay, it makes you feel like when you're a kid and you do special moves in the pool. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I see what <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I know exactly like what you mean. It's like fighting in water. I yeah, that's that was uh, I it. totally I did that, like. that too. Mm. Usually <laughs> Street one, Fighter moves, so, uh, but still, yeah. yeah there was yeah. also
2: this thing about you know they are of some fighters in mortal Kombat that are stuck beneath a fence at, at the level of yeah, their hips and they try to punch someone who's at the other side you know so that's the that's this little film this it basically disappeared but that was the thing for a lot of games that you felt there was a fence blocking their hips and they're like i'm going to punch you <laughs> yeah. but now it's gone it's, it's better in every game after that but yeah that's uh that's surprising. Yeah,
1: I, I will say um, for the listeners: next time you're in, if you're in a pool, doesn't matter what age or gender or whatever you are, you should do a Kamehameha underwater, and and you will enjoy it. Trust me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just oh, yeah. feel feel the power. <laughs> I, I also recommend doing a psycho crusher
2: <laughs> from the side of the pool, spinning yeah. 360 degrees. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, the the game ca- is going going out in a mod something like that that's so oh wow that's yeah so it's crazy. release it's yeah, yeah. like
1: September or something yeah
2: yeah yeah mid-September so yeah the, we're not going to wait a lot but uh I'm very but the Richmond about, can uh,
1: report back potentially from the, the floor yeah, I sure. believe it's going to be playable on the floor so yeah
0: oh, okay I, will not well, I, I could be wrong I don't actually know. I imagine the line is going to be very long so I, mm. I cannot promise you that I will will make it to uh, the front of that line okay. uh you know. I'm, friend, I'm sure uh, someone will
1: play it online and, and yeah. talk about it. Friend, I, I, to your point uh, I'm, it, uh, Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say that it's probably one of the
2: best, the best-looking fighting game ever, even with Tekken 8 and uh, Street Fighter 6 around. A friend played the beta this weekend and he was like, okay, this is very, very, very pretty. Like, very.
0: Talking about Mortal Kombat?
1: Yeah,
2: Mortal Kombat, yeah.
1: Hmm. yeah. But, I, I was going to say, like with you, Thomas, I'm probably just going to play the story and be done with it but like i said so far nether realms like the injustice games the last few mortal Kombat's, the story mode has been really good yeah um, like i said way better than you would think it would be um like like it's, I, like it's one of those things where like you play it and you're like it didn't need to go this hard like they, they really didn't <laughs> need to put this much effort well, into it uh you
0: know. but that's their secret sauce right like thomas you've yeah. brought this up time and time again most people who actually buy fighting games they don't play competitively yeah. And they don't even go online to play other people. They play it as a single player experience. Right? Mm-mm-mm. And you know, Another Realms <clears throat> was the first to really lean into that. I I don't know if they just had the data or um I think it was just also that they're they've always been all about the fan service, giving the fans what they want. And mm-hmm. the fans like the characters. They want to see the, more yeah. of the characters. They want to see the story continue and they they did that, and they've been, uh, you know, it worked. It worked. It, it outsells uh, Street Fighter now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, it's been outselling Street Fighter for almost ten years now. So yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Like the the, I think the um, if you take into account that they only released it one or two times, like the you know the 11, XL, the 11 XL stuff like that. Uh, the um, the outsells Street Fighter, like, drastically. The Nine you know, the one who was very, very... Uh, the, the one that came back to, to the classic 2D Fighter, it sold something like 3.5 million for just one version of the game, you know? Mm-hmm. And, of course, there were some DLC and stuff. And I think it was uh, the Mortal Kombat X, I think it sold something like 10 million copies. And the 11 one, it sold 10, like, 11 or 12 million copies but in the wow. four first month like in the first six months something like that not like the x was like on the the whole life of the game and 11 was like okay same score but in a few months so i was like okay yeah there's no only only smash bros does better you know so that's yeah. uh that's completely crazy and like you said but that, that what you said about you know uh, the, the story the characters and stuff it shows that the most important thing in a fighting game is basically the characters if you don't put all your all your i will say money on making good characters that people care about you're not going to go very, very far, and we sh- we see it with Mortal Kombat. Also, but also with Street Fighter VI, you know, look at the success of the game. They announced that they they sold already two million copies, and uh, at the same time, um, Ark System Works announced two point five million copies of Guilty Gear Strive in two years.
0: like it's and it's
2: all about characters those games manage it because they have great characters
1: not not to not to make an entire tangent episode about street fighter 6 but i was actually going to mention to y'all whenever we get to our full street fighter 6 impressions episode that i've actually started noticing streamers that i watch that are not fighting game streamers talking Mm -hmm. about street fighter 6. and like it, it actually seems like it's making a bigger splash in the fighting game space than it that, or it's making a big enough splash outside of the fighting game space that like other people are jumping in and playing it and i, yeah. I think like it's yeah. really resonating with people in a way that is surprising to me yeah. i mean obviously to your point those characters are Street fighter characters but yeah. e- even so i feel like they, they they nailed something with it for sure
2: they completely nailed something yeah and uh, yeah. i think that uh, they nailed they finally nailed something that NetherRam uh nailed years ago and that uh, Tekken also the the, Bam- the Namco the Tekken team also nailed years ago too so yeah that's uh, yeah it's all about characters like and it's not even me doing so saying so I remember Seth Killian saying like you you, you remember when the Skullgirls did this it's um crowdsourcing crowdfunding for uh, for the new characters back in 2012 mm-hmm. they said we need like something like I don't know for 200k to make a characters, and people were like, what, 200k, that's too much money, and, and I remember said Killian saying, but folks, if you don't have characters in the fighting games, what is left? And that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's literally nothing to do in a fighting game if you don't have the fighters, and he implied that some characters in SF4, so it was like a game from 15 years ago, cost almost $1 million to make. So if you go, if you, I believe it. if you extrapolate to SF5 and SF6 and Mortal Kombat and stuff like that, you probably have characters that cost millions to, to build you know, from scratch but, now.
0: yeah. A fighting game characters, that is the, just about the most complex thing you can make hmm. in, in video games. Because yeah. you have to design like, a super appealing character from the concept stage. And then you have to figure out like, how they work. And you have to make the moves feel good. And, you know, like each fighting game character is as complex or more complex than like a a main character from most games, Hmm. right? Action game, yeah. So, and, you know, Guilty Gear really uh, emphasizes this. Like in Guilty Gear, every character is their own game. Like you're learning like a whole new system basically per character. you Know, not every so, yeah. fighting game is that dramatic, but still, like they, you, the characters, it's all about the characters. It would be like a superhero comic without superheroes,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm uh, we I remember maybe you you know about him, Andrea Demetrio is an indie fighting game um developer and he also covers and publicized a lot of things about indie fighting games. And recently, we've talked about this uh publicly about what is appealing in a fighting game and why some indie fighting games are not you know cannot find some attraction and stuff and i was saying like it's all about the characters when you look at the the, the indie games some of them have like very complex systems some of them have you know some very uh, some funny features like single player modes and stuff like that but most of them also lack character appeal and also, yeah. don't have a proper, very well done game feel. You know, it's it's easy to have a game that feels clunky because you did not adjust the thing correctly in Excel, basically, and the hit stop feels oh. weird and stuff. So it's so difficult to adjust that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's um, that's um, very complicated.
0: I definitely bring that up when we talk about Street Fighter Six because uh, I. Um, so, just real quick, quick tangent. <laughs> this could turn into <laughs> a whole podcast, but um, speaking on James's behalf here. So, J- James works at BitEgg. He's been here mm-hmm. for a while, uh, like six months now, and I um, uh, can't say too much. But basically, we had him adjust uh, a game that we were working on, and you know, we, we since James is a fighting game master, he went in there and tweaked like the frames. Like, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much what you said in Excel, or rather in this case, in, in the engine and, you know, oh, okay, startup <laughs> frames are X, like, you know, active frames X, right? Like, it was night and day, like before and after he tweaked it, it went from feeling like sort of a clunky generalized demo to like, oh, okay, that's like a proper game. There's proper yeah. feedback, like, and that, that's so hard to do. It's very mm-hmm. difficult. Yeah, that's the and
2: what's very complicated. It's a mix of you know frames like start, active, recovery, stuff like that, but also Mm -hmm. screen shake, it stop, uh, it's done, stuff like that. So it's all like connected, and uh, when you don't. When you're, when, if you did not play enough fighting games, it's hard to uh, find what is the reason why it feels sluggish and stuff like that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to say that
1: problem. really what you're talking about, Richmond, it, it isn't just the case. I mean, fighting games is where it's the most pronounced. Yeah. But I, I actually think that this kind of explains, like, have you ever played, like, uh, especially like an indie title that's their first 3D game and it, it doesn't oh, yeah. feel quite as good to run, like, like the earlier, like, Elix games, like, as you see, like, um, as an example of like a pretty solid like single a double a studio but you play it and you're like oh this doesn't like feel quite as good as just running around under games like to your point all those little animation and frame details is like some of the magic that a lot of professional studios now have that i think players just don't realize how good it is Uh, they're just so used to it feeling so responsive and i like i think fighting games is the one where it's like down to the frames right but it's something that's actually happening a lot of modern games
0: yeah. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's important yeah. to every every uh, responsive uh, game, right?
2: Yeah, yeah the, and, and sometimes what's funny is that the, the combat is important, but it's not exactly a fighting game, and you still find the, ex, the, the excellence you expect from a fighting game. And one of the games I really enjoyed the most in an animation term is the the running well all the animation of to be an a2 in um in Neo automata like the way they run they move they stop they they break they turn over yeah. stuff like that like yeah the, it's it's just or, or they eat, like all the hits like all the the sword attacks and stuff like that everything feels like so well done in this game and uh, i often go back to it to uh to watch it and uh it's the same with you know David McRae for example. You see that the studio has oh, the expertise geez. to 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 do
0: that. Mm-hmm. You know, That's, it's uh, really hard to pull that off. I mm-hmm. I, it, I think Capcom doesn't get enough credit because it feels so good you take it for granted.
2: Yeah, and the uh, thing Larry. what's what's very funny is that you know this guy on Twitter, Sunshi Legend, I think he does like kind of action game combos in slow motion. Uh, Sunny Legend, yeah. Simulation, yeah, and I that, that's so obvious when you watch his videos that all oh, the games are, are so well animated and so responsive and stuff and uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's so impressive. So his
0: impressive. most impressive videos, they're always the Capcom ones because the <laughs> yes. gameplay in those goes so deep and they are so mm-hmm. so like intertwined with the actual mm-hmm. animation like. Oh man. His yeah. Devil May Cry stuff, his yeah. Monster Hunter stuff, it's crazy. It's 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 so cinematic, but you're like, oh yeah. my god, like he's really pulling that off. That's not a cutscene. He just timed it perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, and okay, so yeah
0: back <laughs> back to games. We <laughs> were talking about Gamescal, Gamescom. Yeah, gamescom, yeah, gamescom.
2: I'm I'm really um, I'm really waiting armored core. I don't know for you. I, I suppose the game will be is, playable on the be a show gamescom? floor. I suppose they will have you know a playable version. It's a it's Bandai Namco, I suppose that edited. So I
1: suppose it's going to be on the game floor, I hope, for people. But yeah, I'm very oh, expecting it.
0: Yeah, so. okay. I'll keep an eye out for I that. I think, uh, yeah,
1: Bandai Namco actually put out their list for the booth. Oh. Uh, let's see. So, Bandai Namco will have, yeah, Armor Core 6, Naruto yes. versus Boruto, uh, Ultimate Into Storm Connection. <laughs> Storm Connection, well, that's quite a title. Park Beyond, Sandland, and technique Sand Sandland going to be there? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, Sandland's going
2: to be there. Oh, nice. I'm
0: actually I'm excited sh-
2: for that one. Yeah, I'm not sure the game is going to be, you know, a incredible game but i just want to see the the vehicle the toriyama vehicles in 3d like that's the whole pitch of the game for me i want Dude. to see the, the nice 3d toriyama. I, I um
0: i don't need the gameplay to be super deep i just want to run around and experience that world that's that's enough for me i mean i i, I hope the gameplay is good too
2: yeah, uh, we are simple people. We just want good vehicles designed in the Toriyama style. It's funny because
0: you're, like, you're so picky about Mortal Kombat. But then with Toriyama, it's like, oh, yeah, just <laughs> it's, it's not the same. as long like... as I can run in eight directions and hop, it's fine. Nah, nah, nah. I, I mean, a...
1: so far, it looks really good. <laughs> Vehicle design. Good. Vehicle design. That's that's oh the thing for God, me.
3: That tank, the,
2: that tank the, the, is the, beautiful. We, I think we already talked in this podcast how the, um, the vehicle design of Toriyama of Machi machines and stuff like that he it did is pro- probably one of the most underappreciated things, you know, or something that oh, should totally. have been like, why do, 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 does uh, um, an art book with all the machines that Toriyama designed exist? Like, it's, uh, you know, it's like a, a kind of, of niche oh part God. of his life and his art. That is very underappreciated, I think. And um, well, well yeah.
0: um, So in, I mean, in Japan, it's very well known that he's super into uh, model kits. Because okay. in, in in the notes, in you know, it, it, when when they collect uh, the the manga into volumes, you know, the author notes he's always talking about how like oh I don't want to draw, I just want to build model kits, and he will talk about like how he's excited <laughs> for like this or that model kit. And um, I don't know. I, I'm, you, you guys have put together model kits before, right? Or whether it's yeah. a gun. Yeah, yeah, or a yeah. Plan. I used to do it a time when I was a kid. Dude, I've done one. When you put it together, it gives you a new appreciation for whatever it is that you just built. Like it is so different from looking at pictures or reading about it. Like it's 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 almost like you're eating it. <laughs> you're, you're mentally dev- devouring it, and then re- but really you're creating it, right? It, it's. Hmm yeah so I think that's a big part of why he's so good at drawing is Mm -hmm. I I think it's very related to like his mania for model kits like he understands um how stuff works like inside and out so that's why his, his his drawing style is so physical
1: I I have a minor tangent story about models that's not really related but I think it's 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 worth telling so when I was when I was much younger um I wasn't as into like anime style model kits yet I was just into, like, I don't even remember a brand, but like the ones you get at the craft store, like a lot of vehicles and stuff. Um, And one one hard lesson I learned is I got really into building these like super technical ones. Like I was building a a model of an internal combustion engine, and I was really excited about this one that I got because it was supposed to be a working one. Like it's supposed to be like the pistons would actually whatever. And it took me like three weeks to build this. And I, it was like a full-size, like nearly life-size engine, whatever. What? And then, uh, but the instructions were not in English, and they weren't super clear. And so I mistook, and you'll see where this is going. I mistook. Um, I hadn't seen this icon before, and I thought it meant to use glue. And if, especially if you're using model glue, it's very precise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized once I built the entire thing, I was like, all right, time to spin the piston and use this real working internal combustion engine. And then I started turning the crank, and like nothing would move and it stuck. And then like it actually snapped. And I was like, well, that's not what I expected. And then upon going back and looking at it, I was like oh that icon means lubrication it doesn't mean glue oh no <laughs> so oh, i had no. glued all of the pistons the opposite. anyway so i was so upset that I, and it was like at the time it was like pretty expensive i like saved up to get it but i was so like not devastated but i was so mad at myself that like five years later i was in like a craft store and i had started getting into more like anime and robot like models i wasn't into like cars and stuff but i saw this model i think it was the the model company was Revell. if y'all are familiar with them um mm-hmm. and i saw this model and it was like the model caught my eye from across the store and we locked we locked eyes and me and the model and, and i was like i'm gonna build this again correctly <laughs> <laughs> ah. um Anyway, so but by that time I was also much better at model building, like my okay. my glue control was better and whatever. Uh, anyway, so the end of the story really is just that I, now I'm much more appreciative, especially of ones that have working parts, because like they actually make a lot of the models that you can get are, are they don't just stand there; they are very workable, um, yeah. and it really helps you. Like, and I will tell, I will say, I learned a lot about, I, I know a lot about the internal workings of a. a internal combustion engine because of this like because it, it was like a, a clear one because it was meant so you could see all the pieces and you could see the pistons moving mm. um and anyway i very carefully applied that oil lubricants the mineral lubricant and it worked perfectly um so that's the end of the story um well, but i'm
0: glad there was a happy ending that, that, that <laughs> could have been very traumatic for the rest of your life uh, although there was
1: a while where where i was, I was traumatized by the the engine that I glued, <laughs> I
0: yeah. glued the pistons down
1: um, but it also is a lesson for everybody that if you don't know what a symbol is in your instructions when building a model kit do not assume it's glue <laughs> check that's... check what the yeah. symbol means because I found out later there was a legend um, so really I have only only my like 12 year old self to blame
2: <laughs> oh my god that's so funny because I, I uh, actually rebuilt lot of stuff and engines with my father because he was a car mechanic and a motor uh, motorbike mechanic for for all all his life and so uh, when i was a kid uh, i remember he he bought one day he said okay i'm going to the netherlands and we were like what the fuck, you doing in the netherlands it was like oh i'm going to bring five bikes from the Netherlands, or it was belgium or something like that and he came back and the all the 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 five motorbikes
3: were oh, actually motorcycles. In pa-
2: motorcycles were actually in parts like so he came back and it, it was just crates of pieces and pieces and i remember the brand of the 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 motor of the the motorcycles were zoomed up <laughs> and i'm not even kidding <laughs> that was the the name of the thing and so we yeah. i think zoomed up and we spent like some sundays like rebuilding some of them and in the end from the parts of the five you could actually build three of them and the other ones were too rusty or too old and stuff like that and we were doing a lot of mechanics and stuff like that when we were kids and uh driving like kartings or quads or motorcycles and stuff that you would build so yeah I was uh it was I was like it's that was like the model kit, but in, in real life, it's way colder, dirtier, and uh, longer <laughs> than you think. That is... And when... You... It's hard I mean, when you're that, a kid.
0: That's <laughs> what model kits are simulating. You did the real thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, and actually, it's a, it's... It's cool, you know, but as a kid, you have to be very passionate to do it from start to finish because it's actually very long very, and there are real consequences on stuff. So, yeah. That's well,
0: I, I, I think there are uh, labor laws against that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, France? Labor laws? I've never heard of them. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it, it sounds like a wonderful
1: yeah. memory with your dad. That's, yeah, that's it was really really nice. nice real quick nice. y'all check oh. the the chat i yeah. found the exact engine <laughs> oh my god uh it's, it's so still cool. like two it's still like almost 150 dollars it's not a cheap model that's um, funny because lego also has
2: like simulation of engines like this not the walls thing but you, are, you can have the pistons you know uh, moving into uh, some lego engines now
1: you, you know what's yeah. uh, pretty pretty also weird is that actually like my kind of I had kind of, like, a gateway drug into um, anime and Gundam models, and it was weirdly um, aircraft carriers. Um, oh, there's wow. a, there's a lot of re- – this This company, Revell, is, like, a pretty pretty big, like, real-world um, model kit maker. And uh, they make, like, again, some, like, disgustingly, like, unnecessarily detailed models of uh, aircraft carriers. Yeah. Um, and i i got i i saw one like they did a thing where they have the really exciting picture on the front that isn't a picture of the model <laughs> it's like it's like an illustration of whatever the thing is uh and i yeah. i got into that really and then that kind of got my taste for like then i started seeing more of uh, gundam and stuff and obviously i was getting into gundam at the time so
0: oh, dude i i i think you hit on something really important it's it's just that mecha otaku like tr- true aficionados you're just going to enjoy anything that's really well-designed and mm-hmm. well-built and aesthetically, functionally pleasing, right? It, it's, I mean, you know, obviously robots are super cool, but how could you not enjoy this working model of a combustion engine? Like, it, it's beautiful. The The photo that you posted is, is, is gorgeous, you know? It's, mm-hmm. um if, if you can't enjoy that stuff, what, what do you even get out of Gundam? <laughs> like that's a serious question like mm-hmm. I mean robots are cool but like if you want to go deeper
2: if you want to go deeper yeah I have a story that might interest you like so my father was also friend with an other family that lived in uh I don't know which um, wine region of France but very you know kind of kind of flat region And those guys, they were like children of Russian refugees or something like that. And they started a company manufacturing steel and pieces and stuff. And I remember each time we went there, those guys had invented something like it was a special bike made entirely of aluminum. And we are talking about the 90s there. So it's, you know, different. And uh, and the, the pinnacle of their creation was they created an ULM, you know, the flying machine that looked like an helicopter, but is not exactly an helicopter. What? And those they those guys, one? they made one from like, scratch, oh, and they uh, it uh, worked? Uh, yeah, of course it worked. And oh, they, they yeah. were they, that, that 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 was crazy because they, I I don't know if they had you know a proper engineering education or something like that, or they were just like, um, you know, studying the things as they, they went. But it was absolutely crazy. Like, I was, I was, yeah, I was very admirative of them. And, uh, and I think they patented it in the end when it worked and it was finished and something like that. And each time we went there, we went to their workshop and it was like crazy. There were crazy things everywhere. Like, a, I don't know, a custom made car of pieces of different type of cars. Uh, sometimes they made, I don't know. It's like, oh, I'm going to build my own wheel. Like, in entire league of steel because I have a steel manufacturing company, you know. That's the kind wow. of things that people sometimes do, and uh, yeah. So that was a uh, that was crazy memory that you <laughs> made me remember there. But yeah, the I remember the flying machine. I was like, what? Wait, it it, it flies? Like you're not going to die? <laughs> you're going to die? <laughs> like, yeah. crazy, crazy, crazy,
0: incredible. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, video
2: games. <laughs> yeah, video games.
0: Oh, so, so <laughs> what were we talking about? Quick, <laughs> yes. uh, Sandland. Sandland. I, oh I, I yeah, yeah finished, Sandland. Finish my thought there. Um, Tor- Toriyama's has designed a lot of model kits uh, over yeah. the years, I don't know. Uh, including you know not not just stuff um, for you know Dragon Ball and Dragon Quest, but like like real hmm. military stuff. And yeah, he's 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 appreciated. Probably model. tell the
1: listeners what Sandland is.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Sandland is uh, one of uh, Toriyama's post uh, Dragon Ball comics, um, for arguably his best one, or at least just the most complete one. Um, pretty sure it ran in Shonen Jump for a bit, and yeah, it ran just enough to uh, collect in one volume. It's a, it's a complete start, and it's it's really, really good. It's 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 so solid. Like Toriyama is just so good at just creating instantly appealing characters and mm. scenarios. And I, I think he's really underrated uh, for his scripts too. He, mm. He's really good at like punchy, efficient dialogue. Vis- um,
1: visually, it feels like Blue Dragon meets Metal Slug. I, I don't know much. I haven't read it. I don't know what the story is, but it's got like a some like World War One esque vibes, but I imagine it takes place in like oh, a totally. fantasy
0: world. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. It's, it's sort of... Um, it's almost like if you combined like boo saga toriyama with like early dragon ball toriyama like it's a mm. it's very complete toriyama art because it's uh, okay so the plot um i'll give a quick synopsis the plot is uh, it's in the future and uh, i forget why but there's like a bunch of demons uh, living in one place uh, and then there's humans uh off in another place and then there's like a just a, a, a water shortage in this whole, you know, this whole area, and uh, the the prince of the demons he decides to work together with a human who's a tank driver to try to solve the uh, the water shortage problem. Um, real quick, it's it actually a big inspiration for uh, the game I'm working on, Sega Tactics. But um, mm. yeah, so it, it was essentially Toriyama's excuse to draw like tanks and monsters, you know, just stuff. That he, <laughs> I was trying, and and it's just really (laughs) fun. You you feel that love in every every uh, page. The metal slug comparison is really good. It's it's metal slug is all about like what am I gonna see next? Like what crazy thing am I gonna see? And um, yeah, Mm. Sandland's like yeah, it's like that. It's just it's it's just the joy of of reading this and just imagining that it's happening.
2: What if Toriyama did Mad Max? That's so yeah it's pretty much
0: <laughs> yeah thomas have you um, have you read sandland
2: no i haven't read it i i remember that's oh, it so seeing fun. it at some point but i've never read it and i'm uh, I believe it's, you have the, uh
3: yeah.
0: it, it's super short i think if you get the uh shonen jump app you, you can read the whole thing oh, I, 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 going... I i have yeah i i will uh, I, check I, it I out buy, i have the i have it sitting on my shelf at home in english <laughs> Yeah, I'll check it out. That's that sounds very fun. That's uh, that's very great. I, I, I really, really like Toriyama's sur- design. I'm really surprised they made a movie and a game out of it, mm. because oh. um, it it's not like it was super famous. But then, at the same time, it's Toriyama. You, you do anything yeah. with him, like the the face will. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will also, show up. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll plant my also, butt in the theater.
2: <laughs> there's this, and also it's it's unique enough to be like appealing and interesting you know because it looks like a kind of simile of open world and stuff that you navigate with a tank and i don't know if it's going to be a good game but just when you look at it um it's it's very great actually you look at the 3d of the tank the way it's you know painted it looks like Toriyama painted, not not exactly painted it, but it looks rusty and drawy in some ways. So that's yeah. uh, that's nice, yeah, you know, they, they put a real thought on this. It's not like it's, it doesn't feel like some Dragon Ball games where you're like, okay, it's, I know where you were going and what you tried to do, but it doesn't actually work that well. Here, it, it works for some reason, you know?
0: Well, because <laughs> okay. it feels like, uh manga it's not trying to be anime and -mm that that's a subtle but important difference Mm -mm -mm yes that's the that's the thing it's it's moving drawings instead of like uh well i mean obviously traditional animation is also moving drawings but this it feels like like just a a comic that you know is moving (laughs) yeah that's uh, that's very great i'm
2: so glad we have all those anime games that have different looks today probably thanks to the huge influence of our system works 10 years ago oh Which, absolutely. yeah that's uh, that's that's yeah. funny because there are so so many different subtleties on shading and the way they're doing like the the one with the guy with his hat you know you go you, you look at his shorts his trousers and you're like oh my god they they like draw a kind of pencil line on the 3d model and they broke it halfway to make it look like it's a real drawing. You're like, oh, yeah. that's, you know, that's funny. That's uh
1: If you, if you want to see, I feel like, how far games have come. So, like, in my mind, I was like, oh, this looks like only a little bit better than Blue Dragon. And then I went and looked back at Blue Dragon, which does look really good for its time. Like, I remember when that came out, I felt like, wow, this looks like Toriyama drawings come to life. Uh, but now, <laughs> now comparing it to the video and stuff of Sandland. I'm like, oh, oh, oh they've, gotten, they've gotten better. <laughs> uh, they've gotten, yeah. it, this actually does look like a, a drawing, a Toriyama drawing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Blue Dragon looked good, but I mean, we've definitely advanced in technology for sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Blue Dragon it's, does still look nice. I it does. Just took mm-hmm. a look at it.
1: It's very, it's very stylized looking. It's, it's a bit more 3D. It doesn't feel as, as like the drawing, but it still holds up really well. Mm-hmm. Blue Dragon's great. You should play that if you. Yeah. Have yeah. a 360 or a DS. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Underrated game. I, yeah. that was just real quick, what games. am I, Oh nice. Anyway, go ahead. W- w- One of my favorite details of the game was um, uh, the way it explained loot. How, like after you you defeat a monster, you can dig through its poop and find find stuff <laughs> in its poop. <laughs> 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 it just tells you that you don't you don't mm-hmm. actually have to uh, sift through poop visually. <laughs> But they wanted to in-world oh, ex-
1: explain how like oh, yeah. a, a monster could just drop a sword even though they did yeah. not in fact wield a sword.
0: Mm.
2: The, those, yes. those monsters have nice transits because uh, if they can poop a sword, that, that means you're really badass for beating them. Because uh, yeah, that's,
3: uh,
2: <laughs> that, that's some uh, transit they got. Is there, um, there's another game I'm really interesting about, it's the remake of Persona 3 that they, they revealed a few months ago, and uh, I'm I'm very interested in the game because it's like, I don't know why, but it feels like the, 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 the third game in the Persona series feels a bit more edgy and darker, and for some reason I like this, you know? <laughs> and uh, i'm very happy to see it because when they released the 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 game on steam it was the i think the psp version which is a bit more like a visual novel i think something like that it's not exactly the same as the 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 ps2 version so i'm like very very happy about uh, about this re-release and the most the thing i enjoyed the most and i think uh sean is going to enjoy it too is the now it looks like you cannot have a personal trailer without them showing the menus
1: <laughs> and, they <Yeah>. are
2: all... <laughs> and, I, and i watched the trailer i was like oh my god they are flexing again with the menus after persona 5. Yeah. and i was so jealous yeah, yeah, that, yeah they really are you know, like like oh my god that's the that's the things i want to do at my job I want to code and design stuff like that and I cannot because I'm doing websites <laughs> so I'm so jealous and they're like hey look at this so I was like I was very mad and very like uh, jealous and I really want to at least launch the game to see the
1: menus they've they've always done a really good job um, in in the recent persona games of like the, the UI doesn't feel like it's on top of the game mm. it feels like it's in the game but not like in an annoying contrived way kind of like say mm. like um Who's that Ubisoft game that I can't um like the, the mm-hmm. division? Where like yeah. you, you never played a game where like or, or like even the recent Dead Space where they're like, Ooh, it's an in world UI, whatever. Persona doesn't do that. It has this kind of flat shape, really animated mm-hmm. way, but it, it feels integrated into the game in a way that like uh, you know, comic bubbles do in a comic book. Um, but they do it in such a smooth way. The animates really well. It's really mm-hmm. it's really just, it's, it's it's really enjoyable to interact with and not a lot of uis and games are Mm-mm-mm. they're just kind of serviceable you know
2: so yeah and the, the thing that's very hard is that when you look at it you're like hey why cannot why can't i do this in my game and you when you analyze it you realize it's very actually um dependent on um on uh, illustration they are they actually contain quite a lot of illustration that needs to be done and animation too, that needs to be done just for the menus. Like I just posted you a GIF of one and you can see the character, you know, moving from one position to the other, when you move the when you go inside or out of a menu and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's not gonna happen in a lot of games or even on the website or stuff like that, because suddenly you have way too much, you know, um, Way too much illustration and so it costs a lot of money just to be stylish you see yeah. and uh,
0: and people will sometimes that,
2: cut corners for this because yeah that's just the menu it doesn't
1: need it you know
0: that is I, a labor of love i i have um,
1: a, a minorly relevant story but it just kind of it, it goes into this kind of thing so when i was working uh at wxp when we work on greg hastings um they have like a a menu at you know when the game launches and whatnot where it's just kind of like Uh, on it's like on a box right it just look and it's like a thing that rotates and it it like would go to different sides of it and originally i was like oh yeah we'll just like do these graphics or whatever and they were like no no no, it's actually easier to instantiate the 3d engine and then put this texture on an actual 3d box and then (laughs) rotate it in space to animate it this is better for memory management so whenever i see stuff like this i always remember that like At least, like, put it in your mind. Whenever you're like looking at something, and it's on, it's like a game engine. It's like, well, actually, it's got to be rendering the engine. Generally speaking, in the background. (laughs) So, like, when the UI is on top of stuff like, they, they have to do really ridiculous things, like, put it on a 3D object and then flatten the 3D object against the camera. And so, sometimes animation is not as easy as it looks because, like, you, you can't just put an animation. You basically have to, like, do an animated texture somehow and then map it to a 3D object. And so, like, I just remember from from that just, like, how many things in that game were completely 2D, but they actually were sitting on a 3D object because that was the, that was the way the engine could interpret mm. most textures like there wasn't a way to just load an image into the game on top of the screen it had to be <laughs> yeah, in the engine <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so, so when i look at this, this persona stuff i'm like i wonder because they have a lot of animated elements in their menus as well mm-hmm. that that are flat to the the engine um but like to, to kind of thomas's point like they they really feel integrated and they're really <laughs> the illustration is very complex so and i just that always stuck with me of just being like oh all these things that you wouldn't think are 3d objects are
0: <clears throat> yeah mm-hmm. I, I just yeah. want to say one more thing about why the persona ui works so well yeah and i think um it reminds me of like dreamcast era ui where mm. every game had a really distinct ui just for that game yeah. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like, Capcom never repeated the UI from game to game. Like, they all felt super different. Every S and K game felt really different. Um, the, the, the random Dreamcast games like Cool Cool Tune had a really distinct UI. Jet Set Radio had yes. a glorious UI. I, mm-hmm. I That probably, I would imagine, inf- might have been one of the bigger influences on Persona. But Persona still, it 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 feels a hundred percent meant for that game you know so so when Mm -hmm. people are influenced by it you 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 can't just copy what they do you you can't just lift stuff straight like you because then yeah it'll it'll be like okay well it's like persona 5 but like you know your game isn't Persona, yeah
2: (laughs) yeah like, and they also showed the, the, since we're talking about menu, you know, about Metaphor with Fantasio, I think they showed some menus inside the, the first trailer too. And I was like, oh my God, they're still flexing. I was like, okay, very jealous. <laughs> like, 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 stop, please stop. Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm still implementing another website that uh, feels the same as the, all the other websites. Please stop making me jealous.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Okay, um, um, okay. Oh. at the risk of starting another tangent, <laughs> do yeah. you no. think um, maybe the reason you can get away with this in a video game and not a website uh, for, I mean, I'm sure there's all kinds of reasons, but I, I, in a video game, you eventually go and do something else, and it's, it's, it's very exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas for a, a, a website, I don't know, it might be too much to always have the menu oh. flying around
2: no the 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 thing about about websites is that there are so many that what's what actually what benefits video games is how they are in a closed space that doesn't change a lot like your screen isn't going to shrink to a smartphone size suddenly Uh, and you're not going to put it in a vertical mode you know so suddenly you 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 work uh, for a web for a a video game if you do mobile you you work in portrait mode if you do a uh, classic tv game you're going to work with a 16 by 9 ratio so basically you you know that starting and you don't have to adapt it when you do a website the the, the thing you have to to think about is oh th- there's a debate about if you should start your website designing it on the desktop and then shrink shrink your elements to the mobile or start mobile first and then sh- uh, enlarge it and right. add details so it's a uh, different philosophies But basically, that's the main reason why all websites look the same right now, is that they have to work in a multitude of devices, like thousands of different Android phones that don't have exactly the same resolution. So everything has to be flexible, and that's not... uh, um, Richard, remember
1: when we had to make like 18 different sizes of assets when we were doing games? Just multiply that times like a hundred (laughs) thousand yeah yeah yeah, i i i
0: i I, I almost want to apologize because i i i just i'm having all these flashbacks to our our days at anthem now like (laughs) just just the early phone games all the different well yeah we had these
1: spreadsheets and 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 like at the time it was like oh yeah 640 by 280 280 whatever Mm -hmm. but but now it's gotten to the point where you'll see a phone and the resolution will be like 312 by 217 and i'll be like who made up this resolution (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, uh,
2: and also another thing is that you could actually do something original into this constraint because when you are coding the thing for the web, the, the way you do it now, if you have like modern coding standards, you adapt modern coding standards, is that you do something that is flexible. Basically, it adapts, like if there's space, it's going to grow to, take the, to fill the space. If there's not enough, it's going, you know, to go uh, on top of each other instead of, uh, you know, side by side. You can also do text that is um, big. And when you reduce the size, it automatically, uh, like um, mathematically, sorry, it's going to shrink, stuff like that. You do the same for spacings and stuff. So you have a lot of, you're not actually, when you're doing web, uh, web development, you're not working with pixels. You're working with relative units and uh, everything depends and flows depending on the size of the screen. And, uh, but the other issue is that you could do something original, like for example, take the, the near Automata uh, UI, for example, uh, yeah. which is kind of, I would say, kind of classic. You, know? you see, you have uh, pop-ups and models and buttons that says OK, yes, no list stuff like that you look at this and you will think oh i can probably do this on the web and you could probably do it but then you have some responsibilities which are that a video game is looked into an enclosed space basically a living room for example and when you do you take this beige yellowish ui it's going to be too bright when you're in the dark and it's not going to be bright enough in your if you look at it in the sun and you also have accessibility like it needs to have contrast different um, enough contrast between the the text and the backgrounds for example so there are a lot of right. you know rules that apply in web development that do not apply uh, in video games because when you are doing a website at least in Europe if you are doing a website that is a assimilated to a public service uh, you can be fined if uh, a disabled user cannot use it so that's the reason why you know all those things are making website look the same it's because there are some classic rules that works for everyone like disabled people people in the sun people in the dark people with strange resolutions strange smartphones very high end smartphones or very like old smartphones and stuff like that so there's so you cannot like be you cannot control the environment where the, the, the UI is going to be used and you go on the lower end of the and you reduce basically the originality, the and the whole money you see goes into making sure so everything looks great on all different types of resolutions and ratios and you don't have a lot of money in the end to make something stylish, basically. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I would say there's also to me, like a big difference is, is websites and things, generally speaking, are trying to have a conversion point, like they're trying to sell you something or yeah. trying to help you do a task. And like games don't <laughs> necessarily have that limitation, like they just want you yeah. to be immersed. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. and
2: also also we like like game uis are more like applications than they are websites like it's not you're not go, you don't go there to just read you go there to uh validate things in menus and change stuff and all so they are more close to yeah a kind of desktop application than they are on a website that you read and sometimes you feel a form. you know so that's yeah. the that's also the 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 thing that makes them quite different and um there are some Things people try to do to make more funny, I would say, menus or stuff like that. But it's actually limited limited by the um, by the tech itself. Like when you do a website, you have uh, three languages, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. And things like, I don't know, something like scroll bars, for example. or uh, Just f- a few years ago, you couldn't change the design of a scroll bar in a, in a web browser, you know. So... What do you do, <laughs> you know? And, and yeah. so finally, the, the controller. You're not controlling it the same. You're not watching it at the same distance. When you have the website on the palm of your hand at 40, 50 centimeters of your eyes, uh, it's not. you can't have the same density and the same um, text size, for example, than uh, than in-game UIs. So yeah, a lot of uh, different rules and uh, and context apply and uh, the video game context is often allow often I think more uh freedom because you have less unknowns
1: unknown yeah the other thing I'll tell you that's going to probably now ruin it for you because you're going to see it everywhere is uh because the the orientation is more around screens than it is like uh devices you have to design around the corners rather than around uh the width and the height so you'll notice that almost all UI is like either centered around one of the corners or the, the sides or it's centered around the center part of the screen you kind of almost break them up into segments um it's kind of a fun way to design actually i really like it but you can (laughs) kind of see if you don't also do smart scaling that you can tell when someone hasn't really understood it and it scales up to a television but then all this all the ui pieces don't actually change size too much um
2: so yeah yeah a lot of things another tangent
0: (laughs) that's the tangent episode actually i got i got one more for you so i i feel like um what you're talking about like your dream of designing really fun crazy websites i feel like there was a period for that in the early 2000s with flash when uh before smart Uh, devices where yeah it was fairly standard like what the screen uh, dimensions were going to be in general Mm -hmm. and you could just launch a flash site and just tell people like Hey, look, it's 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 gonna display at this ratio, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was so new and novel, people. You know, we'd be like, "Ooh." That, that's I'm true. Spend yeah, we five used to... minutes waiting for this website to load, and then I'm gonna enjoy it. But Hey, making like cool loaders was an art. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, you can still do some kind of things like that because you can still, you know, animate SVGs and stuff like You can do it, actually. The problem is more about... Because today, for example, you can do uh, animations in, for example, a- Adobe After Effects and you can export them in JavaScript. So it's going to be a JavaScript animation with uh, vector graphics inside. So you can do yeah. these kind of things. The main issue is that you're going to have limitation of bandwidth because uh, you are penalized by Google if your website is, takes too long to load, and yeah. it's and and since it's JavaScript, JavaScript is the main is a single threaded languages. Basically, it means that everything has to happen one after the other. You cannot like execute several things uh, in parallel in the browser. So that means that you have to first download this whole bunch of code, then your smartphone has to process it. When you process it, it cannot do anything else than process it, so your screen stays white. And once it's done, it's going to try to run it, and if you're um, for example, smartphone is a little bit on the on the slow side. It's going to lag like terribly, and the website is not going to be very responsive. You're going to click with your with your mouse or thumb, and it's not going to react very well. You know, so like exactly like a game that uh, you load on a PC on PC, and your PC configuration hardware is not enough. You know that that does the same thing basically. So yeah, that's the um, Flash was in some aspects original for it but it had a lot of flows like security and stuff like that but you know maybe you know what's funny is that there's a wall do, do you know that the you see the what's the game made by the french guys uh the roguelite that had a huge success and recently Castlevania collaboration um shit. Uh, Oh my God, the side, the, the side view, the guy ga- with the, the character who doesn't have a head. It's like a, a kind of flame going out of his, uh, of his shoulders. Uh, so anyway, the, the Flash community, the, the language made used in uh, in Flash was action And actually, there's a whole community of people that learned to program video games using action And uh, there's a kind of... Yeah, um, <laughs> Yeah, and there's a kind of uh, you know action script too that exists, which is the game uh, the, the 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 language AX with an H, and uh, this language is actually what is powering um, what is powering this game. Oh my God, it's a huge success. Uh, dead cells. Dead,
0: dead cells. cells.
2: Yeah, that Yeah, dead cells. And uh, the so if you've been doing some Flash in the past, know that there's a language called Axe, which is also that also offers a a game a game engine and um, that export to everything like iOS uh, consoles stuff and, and all, and uh, yeah you can do uh, <laughs> you can still do some kind of Flash work in video games today if you want. That's uh, that's funny. Websites. No, no, you can do uh, video games with Perfect.
0: them. No, video oh video yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, it's a it. video ga- well you can do websites
2: if you want but uh, it's I, uh it's more. more i i
1: okay. know uh, for a while both <clears throat> me and richmond were also working in facebook games back when that was like a thing and most facebook games were were flash
2: yeah i'm not surprised <laughs> so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 so yeah that's uh that's so, the reason why you don't have personal uis <laughs> in your in your browser <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry, Thirty no. minutes later, that's and a that's, a wrap, wow. yeah. I'm <laughs> that's sorry. The tangent, the R- was yeah. podcast number eighty-four, uh, game UI podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm seriously. Thanks for well. that uh, very detailed explanation. So yeah, but uh, okay. I uh, think um, do, do you guys have time to talk for about maybe one more game? Sure. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, Which one do you want? Do you,
1: do you think it should be Black Myth? Do you think we should talk about that? Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that's that's a big one. Uh, mm-hmm. So for for me, that's the one I'm most uh, curious about. Um, just because the all the footage of the game has been so impressive, um, I don't know if they have a playable demo or if they've ever had a public one. But just all all the the footage they've shown, um, I just really like the art direction for the game. Like I. Mm. I it just looks fantastic it's not just that it's technically impressive and everything's rendered nicely um i really like the designs Mm -hmm. and uh i i I feel like um it's it's the closest thing a video game's gotten to uh katsuya tirada's take on the monkey king and uh, yeah i i think that that's that's probably an influence just because tirada is like such a legendary figure um, and, you know, if you're making a Kong game, like, he, you're probably going to stumble across that if you do your re- research. But, but it's not as if they are only uh, aping that. They're, they're, it's very no. much its own thing. And they're digging very deep into um, uh, Chinese culture, Chinese art. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a Chinese developed game. So it just does such. I,
1: I've, I've heard this called bad. one of the first AAA titles out of China, which is such a crazy thing to think about as like that's even a conversation i mean it's not really quite true but i think a lot of the the titles of this quality don't get a lot of attention outside of like china
0: yeah 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 that's exactly it i mean that's why the game's so significant like there have been some very high production value uh chinese games i mean i what does triple a mean anymore i mean yeah i i think it i think it's become
1: just meaning big budget it just means like you spent a lot of money on it People but I, I think it UK. becomes kind of like a shorthand for just like the really polished high budget big deal big splash games yeah
0: yeah yeah I, I think what people mean is that just at a glance you're like wow that looks at least as good as like God of War or some other like hmm. super big looking <laughs> right?
1: I mean I don't I, I mean I love God of War but, but like man it looks way better than God. of War.
2: Yeah, the, well, I, the thing because the art direction is uh, yeah.
1: is really strong. Yeah, what,
2: what, what so good Yeah, it's crazy. What I really enjoy is that I have. It makes me feel like oh, I'm going to have to finally have a From Software game, but it's Chinese. You know, like the yeah. the take. Like because when you look, for example, at Sekiro, and uh, you look at this game, you're like, okay, that's the take of some of a studio with a very specific sensibility a very specific mm-hmm. way of rendering, animating, designing monster creatures, stuff like that. And I, when I look at this game at fukong at I'm like, okay, I feel that's like the same kind of thing is happening. Obviously, it's not the same culture, it's not the same people and stuff like that. But it, make me, it makes me curious in the same way. Like, oh, I feel like interesting people are having the time of their life, you know, designing yeah. stuff around their own culture and that's so nice yes you know
0: yes yes hundred uh, mm-hmm. that that that's why i'm so excited for the game is um i i remember visiting china in 2005 and i, I got i was lucky enough to meet with um, some chinese game studios out there and uh yeah essentially all of them were like someday we hope to make the games we really want to make but for now it's all about you know, following trends, uh, mm-hmm. just trying to make some money, which is very reasonable. I mean, it's, it's, it's a business yeah. that, that was just the phase of development they were in. But, you know, fast forward nearly 20 years later, there's so much experience uh, in China now. It's, it's become uh, arguably the biggest game industry in the world. If you look at um, just mm-hmm. total, like mobile and everything else. Uh, and um, you, you have all these artists who have been twenty years of experience doing contract work on top, every, A. <laughs> uh, every AAA game from America, yeah. from France, from Japan, from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. what I'm really excited about, uh, Thomas, like what you were saying, is now they're not just. Um, Aping regitated. and, uh, and yeah, it's not just like oh, you know, we're gonna make something that looks just like Blizzard or Square, right? Like no, like this looks like a Chinese game. Mm-hmm. Like it, it yeah. it's unmistakably like a Chinese game, and I feel like it's it's got a level of understanding of the aesthetic of like Chinese culture that, yes. that um, it would be so hard for for anyone else to match this. Because
1: mm-hmm. like they're going so deep, um, and I, I, was gonna go- say, I think it also contributes to. I feel like, and I've only seen a little bit of footage of this game, but it's got some of the most interesting enemy designs I've yes. ever, I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like yeah. and to your point, I think it's it, it it wouldn't work if it wasn't done in the right aesthetic. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, also, that that's the thing is that the the. Um, it feels like the studio. It's a uh, game science. Uh, it feels like they are arriving with the right game, the right sensibility, the right rendering at the right time. Because clearly, right now there's a big there's a kind of big demand um, about action games like triple A or quadruple A action games set in you know um, historical mystical setting, like Sekiro exists, Elden Ring exists, uh, God of War exists, stuff like that. And suddenly they come with this game at the right moment, the right talent, the right aesthetic. When when it was first announced, I was like, okay, is that just an, an effect of announcement for, you know, because we've seen some studio come and say, yeah, look, it's from a 3D perspective, it's perfect and all. And you're like, yeah, but from an artistry point of view, it feels like cliche China, I would say. Just, just like, you know, some studios will do like cliche Japan, like... Uh, samples and uh, geishas and stuff like that you know and you're like okay I-, I just want a personal take on the culture and uh the game really really feels that way well we don't have a lot of pictures and things but uh we're going to have them i think by the end of the week and uh just the just the freaking chinese dragon moving is like okay that's uh, <laughs> that's incredible like really
0: yeah yeah uh, um it's, it- if if you wanna uh, see a really good uh, breakdown of all the uh, real life culture that they're referencing in the game, mm-hmm. uh, go to YouTube. Look up Black Myth Wukong Explained uh, from uh, an account called Avenue X. Um, it's this uh, Chinese lady, and she normally she's not like a gamer. She doesn't normally cover video games. She usually covers like I don't know movies, Chinese mm. TV shows, but somehow this game caught her eye. Uh, it just looked really beautiful, and then she was like, "Oh, like they're referencing a lot of like real Chinese culture here." And then she she just goes, she she just breaks it down for a half an hour. It's it's such a good video. It's, I've, it's I've,
2: really I've good. Avenue X, that's the thing. Uh, Avenue
0: I, X. I, I linked Avenue, it in the
3: chat. Okay. Uh, I found
0: it linked nice. in the yeah. chat. Yeah.
3: Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I just think it's yeah. so cool that um, they went so deep that you know just. If it, you just simply have to appreciate uh, Chinese art. Uh, if you mm-hmm. have a historical perspective on it, then you'll oh. be like, oh, wow, Like this game is going places that I, I've, I just haven't seen other games go before. Yeah. <laughs> I, I,
1: I will say like also, I feel like it's probably one of the most cohesive games I've ever seen. Like When you look at how it executes in motion, I, I think it's one of the first times where I've been like, this doesn't feel like a game to me. I, I just feel like I <laughs> like it, it, it feels like everything is stylistically as it's intended. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. like especially I, with well, the way that they do the lighting and everything. It just it feels more like usually when you watch even good games nowadays, even like AAA ones that they, they tend to feel like you can kind of see their component parts coming together, like the different models. You can tef- definitely see like where certain things were done better than others. This game, I feel like it blends together perfectly. Yeah.
0: I really
2: really hope the game is going to be good from a gameplay, you know, perspective. Yeah. Please please be, if if it ends up being a five-hour game, but the five hours are absolutely amazing, I'm taking it. Like, I prefer, like, it lasts five hours and I I cannot forget it instead of 20 hours of uh, dual fight or something like that. I really just want to immerse myself and never be bored and always discover something new inside. It's, It's like, yeah.
0: I yeah uh, same same I I, w- I will say one thing I'm worried about is mm-hmm. the footage they've shown so far looks like too smooth. so it's clearly um, I mean like um, I believe it's running in an engine, but as far as the gameplay goes like it, it's mm. it's clearly like scripted right like, yeah uh, un- unless they've just broken the code <laughs> and <laughs> they've made the most seamless video game ever.
1: Um, uh, really? Have you seen a lot of the new gameplay stuff? Because I've seen a couple of a couple of boss fights now they've released, and I mean, it looks like gameplay. Oh, Okay. I mean, it looks unrehearsed. Like uh, mm-hmm. it looks like they're fighting something. Um, I think I the original trailer they released um, definitely felt very scripted, but some of the, the newer stuff, like, um, oh, no,
0: you're right. I am. I am wrong. Have you seen like <laughs> the, Have right. you seen that like tiger it's boss thing? what I just said. <laughs> um, man, I missed this. What the heck?
2: And there was also a 1st on preview uh, by IGN, published, like, 16 hours ago. So you know, like, we're like, OK, we're almost there. So yeah, a lot of uh, cool. But, yeah, yeah like I said,
1: we... it, look around. Yeah. There's, like, a, a giant tiger boss thing that was one of the ones, the first yeah, ones yeah. I saw, that looks legitimately like real gameplay. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, OK, this isn't polished. It looks really fun, though. Um... Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 they, they have it labeled as gameplay. Um, okay, I don't feel too bad. This came out seven hours ago. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't find the engine. I hope you'll excuse but, me but, for missing this. But, but this, this is uh, one
1: I, I've seen pop up on uh, social media a little bit now, at least clips of it. Hmm. I, have, I haven't seen the, the core video it's from, but, like, this... I think it's a tiger. Uh, I don't, I don't want to... It looks like a giant tiger boss thing, which looks awesome. Um, but, yeah, that, that looks like real gameplay. Um, yeah, I'm really, really curious about it. That's very
2: nice the the thing that i really enjoy about the game like we said is the the how the, the aesthetics are very very great because very often like we've seen a lot of more you know uh animation sorry series or video games or stuff coming from china and each time it has this kind of everything is beautiful in the same way in an interchangeable mm-hmm. way in some mm-hmm. aspect, you know and everything is shiny and everything is like way too samey for some for some reason like, I,
0: and the... it, it's too optimized it's yeah. um it, it's 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 like everything's pretty everyone's gorgeous like everything is just really really pretty uh, but mm-hmm. it's too even yeah um and i i mean it, it works for a lot of stuff it it, mm-hmm. it works for some things but i i feel like it's to the point where it, it it's just it feels overly worked and data driven, rather than, um you, know, you don't get the sense that like mm-hmm. this is exactly what the artists want to do. And then with yeah. with Black Myth, you you get the sense that like this game has vision, and mm-hmm. it's it's so clear that like everyone bought in on this vision, and they're they're just doing something really unique. It's mm-hmm. it's got real grit to it, and not yeah. not in a generic way. It, it's I, it's hard to put into words. Like, it reminds me of the Chinese art that I really like. That isn't necessarily the most popular. I'm, I'm talking about like real life statues. Like, no. um, you know, everyone knows like the the terracotta soldiers and stuff. But uh, and then uh, I, I Tang Dynasty stuff's really beautiful, and uh, that is a huge influence on games. But like this mm. game's digging into like all the different dynasties, digging into like the post Yuan Dynasty, uh, you know, art like stuff that's been influenced by the uh, the, the Silk Road. You get a lot of. Um, I, I think a lot of people don't realize like how multicultural Chinese art is historically. Like how much yeah. it's been influenced by Indian art, uh, Persian art. You know, like th- th- there's so many influences. If you look at the the, the actual whole breadth of history. A lot of people don't even know that um like shadow of the colossus that aesthetic is from like early chinese dynasties you know like people mm. probably assume it's like uh, uh like aztec or something um there's a lot of diversity there that you don't typically see and this game is really really like digging deep into it into all that mm-hmm. yeah, i'm really happy to see it coming like i was a bit worried
2: when it was revealed i was like okay maybe that's once again, just a tech demo that we are not going to see evolve and stuff. And I'm really happy to see the new footage as we speak and seeing like mm. the bosses, all the work, the enemies, the animation and stuff. There, there's some that's that, there's some stuff that is way too personal to be, you know, <laughs> like you said, maybe it's data-driven, you know, they're like, oh, people like uh, dark great uh, historical, mystical things. And uh, there's not a lot of it in China and Sekiro and God of War exists, so let's do that, you know, but every, I mean, every game has a, every game is planned from, you know, a business perspective too, so we're not going sure. to say it's like a genuine mm-hmm. artist doing multi-million dollar project without, uh, you know, having to talk <laughs> about money, but it feels like at least they can do, they can deviate from just Doing the the a hey, uh, others are doing this. People like this, so you're going to do this. Like yeah.
0: it feels like I, okay. Yeah. Um. Sure. Like even, even if we don't like, I, I mean, I, I I'm not a mind reader. I can't actually say like, oh, this is genuine, this isn't. But like, if you look at from software games, um, they definitely have their own feeling, and even when people try to imitate it, it it doesn't work. Hmm. Uh. When when other companies try to do uh, souls like stuff beyond the gameplay, but trying to get the aesthetic and the mood, to me it feels really awkward. Like yes. it, yeah, it just yeah, feels forced. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it's just missing so much. Like it, it you know. And and uh, yeah, like th- this just feels like it has its own identity i mean obviously Mm. it's very like souls influenced but but it clearly has its own thing going on
1: i will say that i don't know if it's it's quite grasping exactly how to say it but i think you're right there's definitely like with this and from stock games there is a grittiness to it that i have not seen out of western studios like and grittiness not meaning like Oh, let's make it like cool and like dark. dark and, and gritty. gritty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. no lana it's, it's it's there's an element to their texturing and to their stylistic rendering that it's your point, like it, it feels like when Western studios do it, it feels it comes off too smooth and it doesn't feel genuine. Um and there's something about like the way that they do it that feels stylistically correct.
3: Um,
0: mm. I mean do, I, do you know what I mean? I, um I I I know what you mean. i I do think it, it, it's too broad to say like no western developers done it like for for instance i i i think um the uh that red dead uh game uh, has actually really nice like it does have like that lived in feeling um but yeah a, a, a lot of triple a stuff that that is gritty like it's it's I think the
1: only difference, though, uh, is that Red Dead kind of, like, aims for this hyper-realism to it. It, it doesn't feel as stylized.
0: Well, I, I feel well, like sorry the, the new, sorry, the newer Red Dead a,
1: does. The older Red Deads are very stylized. Um,
0: I feel like the newer one is actually really successful at getting, like, a cinematic uh, realism to it, rather than, like, a, a simulation. Oh, theory. you know, totally, totally. You know, it's a great-looking game. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. For me, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same... I don't, I don't know. The, the word's not artistry, right? Because, like, it... I feel like when I look at Black Myth and I look at um, From Software, I see like the, a use of just like color and shape and reference in a way that like that comes together and it feels cohesive Like I, I kept going back to co- cohesive. Like it feels very stylistically cohesive, and I feel like a lot of Western studios struggle with it.
3: Hmm.
1: Something yeah. that I feel like I don't have the words to describe, but I feel like yeah, I, the, I feel like me, you know what the, we're talking uh,
2: about yeah. The thing, the thing we're talking about, we talked about it in another. Um, podcast when we talked about the Demon Souls remake, you remember when we talked about oh, yeah, the, yeah. the differences yeah, between yeah. the original vision of the studio and the more Western and Western aspect of it. That's the kind of thing I feel we are a bit talking about uh, here. That like oh, okay, it's uh, like if they're going like to do, I don't know, a kind of monster type insect. That in the West it's going to be designed this way. And if you go to other cultures, like China, Japan and stuff, it's going to be very different. Because, you know, maybe we don't see, I don't know, creatures the same from the start, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. We don't have the same, like, um, I don't know.
1: The, there's, there's a, like, my mind wants to talk about, like, It feels like a game version of like when you see a film with film grain that's real film grain, versus like when they try to (laughs) simulate (laughs) it. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it, but that's kind of like what my mind wants to wants to compare it to Instagram versus film. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and it's not about graininess, right? It's 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 about that like one of them comes from. The real texture of film. Oh. And the other one yeah. is they added a texture to simulate it.
2: <laughs> have you so. seen recently there's been a, a very, a, a bit of talk about, uh, you remember this game, The Order 1886 that came out on the PS4, or early PS4? Yeah, yeah, I played it. Uh, I actually uh, yeah. thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't, so, oh,
1: dude. It was more of a movie that than a yeah. game, but it was, it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it.
0: Oh, Robert, yeah. That game was super visually impressive. Like, yeah. it looked like a whole. It looked like it was on the next console generation. There's a whole bunch of
1: nonsense that they did. Even the the aspect ratio was required in in order for them to. It's really crazy. Technically, yeah.
2: Well, the the Digital Foundry YouTube channel did a video on this game and they noticed, oh, this game was basically the the source material. The first game that used modern rendering engine technique. 3d techniques that we see everywhere like it was not the first to to use them but it was uh, the first to use them in a very cohesive way and they talk about the grain and the movie aspect of the game and how they 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 created it and so the video is very interesting because when you look at the game uh, today you're like but this game could have came out yesterday you know like, yeah. of course, it was limited because it was a very linear experience with a very sol- solo linear experience. And today we can do the same in an open world, basically, but you look at it and you're like, yeah, that's exactly what you said about the grain, you know, the movie grain. They, they nailed it mm, in yeah. this game. Mm-hmm. And this game has a, such not a very good reputation because it was like the expectation and the result were, I think, disjointed. At the time when it came out, but uh, yeah, if you can if you can watch this video, you're going to be very surprised at how oh, it looks so good years after. <laughs> like it's I, I feel impressive. like
1: there's there's a <clears throat> an underlying tragedy in the story of this game. It's like a combination of coming out at the wrong time, being ahead of its time, not being yeah. a good enough game, and the studio not having quite enough experience to, to buoy like uh, an attempt or, or sorry an opportunity to make another one. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like it's a really underappreciated. Piece of gaming. Yeah. Uh, to be also, the yeah, the really... reason
2: the reason why they talk about it is because the the developers were extremely open about how they did the rendering of the game, and they shared incredibly uh, incredible amount of data about uh, uh, about how light reflects on different materials and stuff like that, like I yes. don't you know copper or cotton or metal or rust or stuff like that, and they basically like opened the door and gave, gave a lot of data to all other game developers that were working on realistic games. So yeah, that's a... But other than that, from an artistry point of view, the game is very beautiful, and you see it today when you compare it to other games that have maybe the same level of technicality, but not the same artistry, you see. Um,
0: yeah. the, the, the artistry is the key, because if you look yeah. at the game, it looks more realistic than other games from that era, but... The way they achieved that was, it it was very deliberate and controlled. Hmm. They they had to hand tweak every single material rather than just assuming that the simulation was enough, you know, oh, just throw it in the lighting engine and that'll do everything for us. Like it's just super curated. And I I think Sean, that's, that's what you're getting at is just there's the, it's cohesive curation of all the elements. Yeah. Yeah. I think,
1: I think you are right. I think that's exactly what, it's not what I'm trying to.
0: Yeah. Oh, one more thing. I think it's also the goal, the vision, right? It's because they, they didn't set out to make it look like a Michael Bay movie to begin with. Like they wanted it to feel more, um, you know, like, like what, when I look at black myth, it reminds me of like nineties, Hong Kong. Movies I, shot I, on film. I,
1: I think it's like, it's, it's getting kind of, um, I don't know, it's stereotypical to say this, but I think this is an example of it's not just the technology, it is art direction, right? Like Oh yeah. cuz this is an Unreal 5, right? I mean, it's it's an impressive engine, no, no but like this is why I was like, "Oh, why does why does certain things like just look better as ever like sometimes like art direction is so important beyond just the technology mm-hmm. underneath it, right? Yeah.
2: Yes, yes, yes. That's yeah. very
1: important. Seems too easy to say, but like I've, yeah. seen, I've seen a couple of like hot takes recently where people were like, oh, the technology of games. It's like, yeah, but <laughs> art direction is still so important. Mm-hmm. And it's it's much harder to do than it sounds like. Yeah.
2: Oh my god, I just saw the video with the tiger and black Nick M- Wukong and they're like uh, in, in
1: in Richmond's defense, like so I had seen one or oh, yeah. two clips from before, but the video we're talking about like came out like three hours ago. So like yeah, to be fair, so, yeah. <laughs> there is a bunch of new footage that we hadn't seen. Yeah. Um, this I gameplay
0: need... looks incredible. Like if, oh my God, if the, the, this the... actually plays well, like if it actually feels good, that that's
1: Y'all y'all, this um this wow. like this like biped beetle boss thing that they're showing in yeah. this footage, I'm obsessed with its design. It's so good. It's so interesting looking to fight uh and it's terrifying to, like yeah. are you...
2: the, the, the uh... tiger has a giant sword and he shoots his sword and he takes a kind of kung fu pose and after that he punches you in the face like what the <laughs> hell like <laughs> the tiger has a sword and he's like "Now nah, you're not worth it I'm going to just uh, like punch you in the face and I'm a yeah. three meters four meters giant tiger like oh on. yeah
1: that's Sean yeah. Are, are you talking about the silver fish boss is, is that a silverfish? I posted a, a screenshot of it is that the one is that a silverfish? Totally it totally
0: looks is? like a silverfish. It, Cuz it, like it, 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 it's kind
1: of like a beetle type bug thing but it's bipedal and like what's really so it rolls. It right? it what, not like only does roly, it roll roly-like. but it also tries to turn it and lands on you with its back and then yeah. it uses its bipedal legs to like flip itself back. It's like it's really off-putting. Um not Google, to mention
0: Google silverfish. <clears throat> take a look
1: and also not to mention that like your intro to this arena is just like a piles of skulls um around it yeah yeah
0: yeah, really it's a centipede sorry Mm -mm. it's centipede yeah yeah it's okay um, Uh, i'm
1: like oh beetle and richmond's like no 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 (laughs) it is not a beetle well
0: it has more than six
3: legs (laughs) Uh, i'm like i'm
1: like oh legos and mega blocks are the same thing and richmond's like you know what sean they are not the same thing (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's it's one of those
0: centipedes it's one of those long legged centipedes, you know, not not the ones with like the body is really long and the legs are tiny. The ones with disturbingly long legs. Yeah. Right? And you, if you've ever had one crawl on you, like, you know, you'll never forget the feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I feel weird just thinking about it. I was like, Ugh, yeah, Ugh. You're, you're right. It, it is kind of silverfish like, but it's. Um... Um,
0: so I, I think. When I see this boss, I'm like, whoever animated this has actually, like, had a gross centipede crawl. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure, I, there's probably a centipede lover listening right now going like, gross, how, how dare you? Um, <laughs> if you're not ready for it, if it's a surprise, it's pretty horrifying. <laughs> but hmm. this captures the feeling of the actual animal and not just like, you know, it, it goes deeper, right? It, it's, it's way more than skin deep. It's like, wow, hmm. like they really thought about this hmm. the
3: yeah.
2: person
0: who animated the the tiger
2: had a long story of being martyrized by his own cat i suppose because that's uh that's a very specific <laughs> way of moving like yeah. Oh my god, it's so great! Yeah, I'm very, I'm very surprised. I did not expect to enjoy the new footage that much. And but each time I look at it, but I'm not sure how it's going to be because we only see a lot of bosses who, who have a lot of you know visual flair. Maybe it's going to be yeah. a boss rush or something like that. We don't know yet what what the game is about. But yeah, that's yeah. um, it's going to be very interesting. The bosses yeah. at least.
1: Oh, that's that's a good point. They're not showing you a lot of the the. The kind of the fodder or the the standard enemies they're showing you a lot of a lot of uh boss so it's my understanding this, is that was a big problem that people have with uh, atomic heart which mm. is not related to this game at all but i think also had a lot of vision which is like uh it's kind of a shooter set in this like kind of uh um, r- r- like bioware yeah, yeah, yeah. not bioware oh, sorry um Bioshock esque right? But my understanding mm-hmm. the reason I bring that up is because my understanding of that game is that the boss fights are incredible, but the the moment to moment combat and the puzzles really drag the game down hard. And that mm-hmm. also like the, the environment design and the the art direction is really strong. Uh, I haven't actually played it yet, but I'm still it's got like kind of okay reviews, but it's one of those ones where I, I mention it because I feel like it's one where the art direction was really strong and had a really strong voice and had a very interesting premise uh, and then the boss fights are really well designed but that actually the in-between moment-to-moment usage of the open world the way the crafting is done the puzzles and the, the like the fodder enemies is what everybody says kind of kills the experience so i hope like it, it you know you can't just do the bosses right um
0: yeah So yeah, uh, for our listeners, Atomic Heart is uh, it's that game with a very like Soviet Russian kind of flavor to the art direction, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's most famous for the two sexy robot ladies who um, (laughs) have completely smooth faces. They don't have like their faces are literally like a mirror. They they Mm -hmm. sort of have like a Soryama thing Mm -hmm. going on, but really Mm -hmm. it's 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 its own flavor. Um, uh and and those those um
1: those twins in the game have a really cool boss fight by the way they're one of the boss fights that's near the end of the game that's really really good okay um Mm. by the way i haven't played it but i've seen a video of someone playing it and it's really really impressive um
0: (laughs) hey man you know if the boss fights are that good i i would cut the game some slack
1: (laughs) uh to be honest with you i actually uh did buy it and i am gonna play it even though it hasn't gotten the greatest views because like uh, I'm just like to your to your point I really want to like celebrate and support a indie developers but also like ones that there's a ton of artistry and style stylistic quality in how they realized this like Soviet x-esque world and whatever and and some of the boss fights I've seen videos of they look insanely fun and the, the mechanically speaking they are very well designed so I I feel like it's like well how bad could the moment to moment combat really be are people just being you know re- are, are reviewers just being reviewers you know
0: so mm-hmm. yeah um, well um check it out and let us know
1: yeah yeah i <laughs> probably will although yeah. i'm, I'm kind of needy in Baldur's gate three but i i oh. probably i need to and I, I and i also like um i also bought jagged alliance 3 which looks really good that's a whole other thing we could talk about um mm. so it's it's on the list but man the, the list is stacked this year yeah
2: yeah
3: mm-hmm.
2: and i want to replay this code easy. oh my
1: god oh. oh we haven't even talked about armor core six yes <laughs> lost. Yeah. yeah no yeah. we don't have time
0: all right yeah. I was, um, yeah wow yeah i think we should wrap stuff up soon um, okay anyway so oh, black myth wukong we wanted to black close myth. that up oh, yeah. I'll, I'll say one more thing about it uh have you noticed how most video game bosses, to this day, they still do, like, that thing that the cave troll does in the first Lord of the Rings movie. You know what I mean? Shows up, does that roar, mm-hmm. with his arms out, kind of like a gorilla. Or, like, um, like what's-his-face, the Iceman from back in the day in the UFC. But he'd celebrate by doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, out. yeah. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, the head shakes, like... So many games do that, and um, it's it's not that I I, I don't necessarily hate tropes. It's 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 more that it's not always well done, and it's not always well matched to the design either. And you'll notice, like in Black Myth, like they don't they don't just default to that. Like the, the every movement uh, is very specific to each, uh, uh, boss. You know, it's it's just very considered. There's there's just nothing generic about how they move. It's it's so good.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely know what you're you're talking about. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's so hard to make something
1: move in a different way. You it know? is because like, we've uh, all played so many games, watched
0: so many movies. Yeah.
1: Well, well, to your point, sometimes tropes exist because they want to trigger like a certain familiarity, like like they yeah. want you to know it's a big deal, boss, or they want you to like get prepared for it and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like why they always have like villains monologue right <laughs>
2: yeah so it's like well it wouldn't be very fun if they
1: just like killed the hero immediately without monologuing and that's like that's kind of a trope you can take advantage of
0: but i i imagine if you ever get a chance to monologue in real life it, it, it probably feels pretty good
1: <laughs> I, yeah i feel like yeah.
0: if i felt like i won maybe, maybe i would maybe i would monologue yeah uh, and then it would feel terrible if someone turns the tables on you after <laughs> after your monologue, which is, you know, why it's so satisfying to watch.
1: That's, I feel like is it, I'm trying to remember what it was. I feel like there was a movie I watched where the the villain is like monologuing, and like he finally stops him, and he's like he's like oh, uh, he's like oh yeah, my plan's already already in motion. You can't stop it now. I'm not I'm not dumb enough to monologue. Wall, <laughs> actually, that might have been That's, in Watchmen. Now that I think about
0: it. from the comic
1: yeah is it really yeah yeah, yeah. i i actually so i guess like violating the trope is is particularly kind of like what invincible does you know sometimes violating those traps is particularly cathartic (laughs) as well
0: yeah Uh... all right okay um okay gamescom gamescom 2023 i will be attending uh this week looking forward to it all right guys um thanks thanks for joining thanks for uh recording um, i hope
2: you have a good time at gamescom it's going to be tiring but you're going to meet so many people it could uh, could be
0: great i'm really looking forward to it mm. yeah and I, I, I do hope i have some time to check out the the, the booths um, yeah well if you
2: were, i think if you were just to cross the different halls, like without stopping it will take you probably one hour <laughs> <laughs> just no. to do them all. So
0: yeah, good luck Dude, with that. Uh, so, I'm, I'm, gonna have to sprint between some of the meetings. <laughs> yeah, it, the it classic. Is huge.
2: Mm-hmm, the okay. classic. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, real, real quick. I'm gonna fire through uh, a, just like a couple of games for anybody to look out for that are not like big ones that are probably gonna be in most coverage that you should definitely like take a look at. Um, if you're interested, just real quick. So there's. Uh, Fort Solace is, like, a new sci-fi thriller that's set on Mars that's uh, apparently, like, really really well done and not actually, like, an action game. It's actually, like, a mm-hmm. high-budget, like, point-and-click thriller. Um, there's also Nightingale, which is, like, an uh, uh, indie, like, open-world fantasy survival game. Um, there's Crimson Desert, which is from a South Korean developer that's, like, very, like... Uh, um it's from Pearl Abyss so it's not like kind of if you like uh, Black Desert Online or whatever it's like from a different developer um there is also uh Zenless Zone Zero which is an, oh. the new RPG from Genshin Impact's developer it's like from an urban fantasy yeah 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 and uh that
0: game has a really cool aesthetic like that it feels like a lost Dreamcast game to me like which one uh Zenless Zone Zero Hmm.
1: um yeah and then uh, also like uh, there's a uh, homeworld 3 which is another like kind of sci-fi thriller that's coming out so <laughs> I, I more just wanted to mention that if like because you're going to hear about like assassin's creed and mortal Kombat and cyberpunk and call of duty and whatever but i think these other ones are probably going to be have more interesting com- coverage coming out of gamescom
0: mm-hmm.
1: um also warhammer <coughs> has an rts coming out that they're going to be displaying called realms of ruin that is super cool mm-hmm. looking that's and not It's
0: not the mobile one
1: no, no, it's a PC game. It's a, it's a, uh, oh, okay. it's, a it, it's a, it's, it's more notable because it's a real-time strategy game. Um, oh, sorry, it's the full title is uh, Age of Sigmar: Realms of Rune. But uh, for me, I just, I had not a whole lot of real-time strategy coming out, and Warhammer's really been actually been firing on all cylinders recently. So just another one to take a look at. So, um, yeah, that's that's. I just wanted to mention a couple of those if you, if someone's paying attention. Uh, those are kind of the more, mm-hmm. either from developers that are doing interesting things, or they're they're not going to be like they may not be front of show, um, yeah. Yeah,
3: uh, maybe, very maybe interesting in But
1: kidding. yeah, there's also yeah. like a couple of remakes that are coming out. Like we talked about Persona Three Reload. There's also Alan Wake Two. Um, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah Alan Wake Two yeah. Uh, Lords of the Fallen's re uh, re we're kind of re re remake is is uh, being revealed, uh, new gameplay and stuff like that, whatever. So, yeah, there's a lot, like Gamescom mm-hmm. is one of those, those shows where there's always like little gems to pay attention to. So, I, I think a lot of developers use it to kind of release things when they're you know, it's not their main thing. But like I said, when I when I look at some of these games and look, like, oh, they are trying like interesting new stuff. Um, so I'm excited to excited to see the, the double A's and single A's that are. Yeah. they are releasing
2: <clears throat> yeah 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 i hope it's going to be great yeah anyway true. but there's so many games recently that i'm just cannot i cannot follow anymore so yeah that's uh mm-hmm. that's super hard but that's another topic for another day <laughs> let's free Richmond. he has to eat something like uh, <laughs> like the curry verse is waiting him right,
0: well, like, it, all, it's all still time. relatively light out it's it's 9 p.m in germany that i'm always I'm always uh, surprised by how long the daylight lasts uh, in, this, in this hemisphere this time of <laughs> year. What's really so funny is that
2: we are at something like 2,000 kilometers from one another on the same time zone, and I have like maybe 45 more minutes of light than you do. Oh, because I'm the, I'm the far west of france and you are in the far west of uh, germany right now yeah that's the the difference but it's the same hour
0: <laughs> yeah
2: okay well have fun
0: i hope all you right enjoy i it. will okay let's do the outro so uh Yay. thank you thank you for listening thank you for making it to the end of another great podcast uh thanks for spending some time with us if you uh, enjoyed the podcast, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at uh, Eater Podcast. That's A-R-T-E-A-T-E-R Podcast. Uh, that's where we make all the announcements whenever a new one goes up. Um, you can also message us there. Let us know how we're doing. Give us suggestions and stuff you might want us to cover in the future. Or just, you know, just shoot the breeze. Um, mm-hmm. And if you want to catch up on the old podcast, you can go to Arteater.com, E A T er.com click on the podcast section and you can see every single podcast we've ever recorded um and if you want to follow me your host richmond uh, you can follow me at uh, richmond lee r-i-c-h-m-o-n-d underscore l-e-e-e i am on twitter way too much although i will not be on very much this week because i'll have my hands (laughs) full. um but yeah, um, I'm I'm always up to you know just chat about cool art and games and comics and just inspiring stuff and food. Oh man, um, if you have any mm-hmm. food recommendations, I, I, I'm not very familiar with German food, so so uh, l- let me know. Uh,
2: it's a bit complicated, but yeah, try to to find something. Like well, well <laughs> okay. I I should I should say there are there's a, there are reversed so sausages for almost all time of day and all type of um, of uh, lunch so basically you can go and say oh what kind of sausage I could eat for breakfast for example and you're going to end with some very special one dedicated to this and it's actually very very good ah, when I went to Germany okay. I was like "Like it's um, it feels a bit repetitive but there's a lot of subtility you know inside this uh, kind of n- niche specialty or
0: yeah yeah okay yeah i'll I'll try to dig deeper into that yeah (laughs) you know i i'll I'll say this (laughs) another tangent something i love about um uh what i what i've seen of europe is you can just drink all day i
1: i mid-morning beer break that's
0: right what like i don't i don't know if this is actually true i just know it's available I've seen <laughs> people do it. I
1: don't, I don't think everyone's doing w- it. When I was working at BMW, people would start drinking around ten AM. What? Yeah. Yep.
2: Well, um, what can I say to defend my continent?
3: <laughs> <I> mean,
2: <laughs> like, like um, I'm not. Well, I, I mean, I say cannot say anything. Tactical?
0: I saw well, uh, people have, like, a beer with breakfast at, at the airport this morning.
2: Yeah, but airports are special. Like, it's well, a, it's a special <laughs> They're, they're like, like, an exclusion like, zone. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, like, uh, there was an article they recently, might. like, why, why people drink so much alcohol in airports at all, all time of the day? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, but I cannot, like pretend it's not true about alcohol in Europe and stuff like that because I live in the region that has the most bars and cafes at the, for the number of habitants. So that will be very hypocritical to me, for me, coming from me to, you know, say, no, it's not true. No, no, we're not like that. Not at all. Yeah. That's,
0: uh, well, uh, just, just for added context, uh, Th- Thailand, um, has been under like a weird curfew for the last, I don't know, like 10 years. Where uh, we, we there, you can't purchase you can only purchase alcohol at set hours during the day every day, what? and then uh, after midnight, uh, unless you have like a special license, um, you know every place uh, closes. Every, every place. Uh, oh, oh, Richmond, so you got to and practice when we
1: lived in Georgia. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I yes. We also uh, when we went to college in Georgia also had weird restrictions, and then also Virginia, where I grew up, also had uh, alcohol restrictions mm-hmm. so, so I, I've, most of my life I've lived under alcohol restrictions so to me it's like oh my god like you can just buy beer like whenever you want I, I, I I've which I have not done I've been good I I actually have not had a drink yet. well uh, but I'm looking forward to that German beer it,
2: it it really depends for example in the city I live in for some years it was forbidden to buy alcohol after 7 p.m in the city center so people will take the tramway which is which pass every 10 minutes and they go like at the limit where there was a convenience store and the convenience store became the most like um visited one among the most visited one at this time of hour because everybody (laughs) would go there (laughs) to buy some alcohol and take the tramway back to the city center (laughs) so it
0: didn't work very well yeah I, in, in virginia um you can't sell after midnight and i remember the saddest thing is running into an old friend like just after midnight because <laughs> you both know why you're there yeah. <laughs> and you're like oh hey how's uh how's life we're both here at seven yeah. trying to purchase <laughs> alcohol <laughs> <You know? laughs>
3: yeah.
2: oh that's funny Oh, uh, okay.
1: Richmond, real quick, though, uh, if you're in Germany, um, there's like these uh, little pickle things that they have, the white ones, the gherkins. You need to eat those. And then also one I think you'll particularly enjoy, uh, schmaltzbrat. It's like a rye bread with pork lard.
0: Oh, mm. yes, dude, dude, I was trying to track that down. Thank you for the reminder. Uh, yeah.
1: I'm happy to help. Always I was trying to
0: in Sweden um i found a place yeah. that that served that but but they were closed uh when, when i tried to go during nordic game. that'll mm-hmm. be okay that that's that's my goal that's that's yeah. my white whale while i'm also
2: uh, also don't forget to buy a uh, giant breadzel from the the people selling them inside the convention because yes that's something that i've sewn in my bill <laughs> like a, a big one yeah, um, the 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 you know the the earth shaped pretzel, you know the oh the pretzels meat... pretzels yeah, pre- yeah pretzels yeah yeah they sell pretzels saying. inside the the convention center so you okay. can like eat pretzels and play video games at the same time like life is amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. mo- modernity right. pretzels you know. and video games, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, in the convention center of col,
0: of col- yeah. What so a time that, so. to be alive!
2: Uh, yeah, modernity, yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, let, uh, let let our listeners know, uh, you know, what you're up to and how, how they can mm-hmm. follow you. uh
1: I guess, uh, I'll go. <clears throat> you, you can follow me on uh, Twitter or X I want to keep calling it Twitter until I'm stopped yeah so
0: um, no one calls it X yeah no, stop trying to make Nobody. X happen
1: it's not anyway so is Twitter sometimes
0: it's, I look at the browser and I'm like where did Twitter go and then I see X and I was like what I don't I don't remember looking at porn. why is, <laughs> why, is that, why is that tab there
1: I I legitimately still just type in Twitter both on my phone and on the internet and I'm gonna keep doing that and so anyway it's Twitter and tweets until until it's until I'm literally forced. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at divorcek d a b o r s k. Um, I, I'll, I'll I'll be on like Blue Sky and Threads and whatever. I'm I'm at Daborsk on everything. Uh, except ADP lists where um I've been doing a a lot of mentoring. I just yes. broke two hundred sessions. Um, Ooh, wow. o- over seven thousand wow. mentoring minutes. Um, wow. So, so yeah. Uh almost got 40 reviews so you can check out and see if you if you think i'm a, a cool guy to talk to but uh, go to adplist.org backslash mentors backslash sean Borsky. borski uh, so that's the thing i'm spending a lot of time on right now and yeah it's uh, if you want to get into the game industry or design portfolio review or you just um it's free, just want to talk right? it's totally free
0: and okay folks like seriously um sean has been at the top of his field for a long time he can charge like Hundreds of dollars per hour for co- consultations, but <laughs> he is offering like yeah. his time to you for free <laughs> to help you get mm. into the industry. So please take him up on it. Ha- have you had anyone say they came from the podcast?
1: I have actually had a few people. Uh, nice, uh, one or two. Awesome. So, so yes, you. definitely have some listeners uh, and whatnot, um, all sorts. And, and actually, like believe it or not, I what's actually really cool about it is. I feel like every week I talk to someone in a different country. It's not just um, that's nice. It's not it's not just from the U.S. Like there's a lot of people across the world trying to get into different uh, different fields. And like I don't know, for me, it's like one of those things where it's a way to to help people tell tell them stuff that I wish we had been told, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and really mm-hmm. give people kind of a more realistic like hey this is what what skills you need to do or nowadays a lot of people are coming out of boot camps or a lot of people are applying for jobs and no one is no one is really talking to them about like like, i mean it is common for someone to say hey i've applied to like 100 jobs and i'm not getting any responses and um so far most of those people i've been able to, to kind of help through and get and get them to the point where they are at least getting interviews i think a lot of people are approaching like job hunting and trying to get into the industry and uh, I feel like almost a lot of these boot camps, I almost want to create like an anti-boot camp where I teach people, at least from my experiences, what actually works because I feel like to some degree they're getting the right skills, but then they're not being coached on how to actually apply for the jobs yeah. and mm-hmm. how to like build their career. So anyway, yeah, come talk to me or really anybody else. This The site's got a ton of amazing people. So that's mm-hmm. ADP list. Uh, it means amazing design people. Well, there's actually now a lot of uh, product people. There's uh, engineers. So if you want to get into any kind of creative, or engineering, or development type stack, uh, ADP list is uh, tons of great mentors. They they mm-hmm. do a they have a, a conference coming up. They do huge ones called the Be More conference, and that's like f- for the most part, I think it's like five bucks online, or it's it's free. If you don't have the money, you can ask for mentors to help you. So anyway, it's a, it's a pretty cool network site. Highly recommend it. Um, mm-hmm. And find me on there. Um, yep.
2: Yeah, that's so real what you say about boot camps and stuff. Like, a lot of people have been, at least in web development too, we've seen a lot of people, you know, going to boot camps, trying to change their life for the better because they were told that the, the, the web industry, the, the, the software industry was going to hire a lot and all. But um, yeah, there's the skills and then there's getting hired and <laughs> functioning in a. And it's so different. Like, the, the, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a cultural leap that you have to do. And a social leap too that's very very different anyway so yeah uh as for me i don't have anything to promote actually uh because i'm living the slow life right now uh just enjoying uh spending time with people and stuff planning vacation nice. we, we we may go to the visit the whales in the in the uk in uh, october Ooh like uh, the the Snowdonia region so it's basically forests mountains and lakes all together at the same time at the same place that sounds like so great and um, and uh, playing video and I play video games and stuff so yeah no, lo- not a lot of things to to plug or stuff so I'm just going to say that uh, you need to watch um, a great game that uh, Richmond's team is going to get out soon which is called Richmond
0: oh uh... Not it's like a tactics, but Lost and Found Co. Lost so and Found, yeah. Has I was going to say Find
2: and Tell, and I was like, no, that's not it. <laughs> lost and found, yeah, found Lost and Found Co. <laughs> <code. laughs> you, know, you know that I showed the game to my partner, who loves this kind of game, games, and she was like, oh, that's super cute. So yeah, oh, that's, uh, that was, that's a good sign. So yeah, that's a good uh, sign.
0: Yeah. We've had a really genuinely good response from mm. uh, everyone that played it. Like, like, when we went to Nordic, um, we uh it was so cool there was this uh, organization um i think it's like Nordic game developers or something they were having an event and they were like oh do you want to come and i was like yeah sure we'll come hang out and they're like oh are you a game developer i was like yep and she's like do you want to show your game there and i was like what i'm i'm not even from here like i'm from thailand she's like nah that's cool man and they just gave mm-hmm. us a booth and we tested the game and um uh everyone that played it like they actually finished the demo which really surprised me because like there were times where i could hear them muttering stuff like this game's unfair (laughs) like but that meant they were (laughs) were really into it uh, to the point where it was making them angry that they couldn't find stuff but they kept playing that's the key thing
1: there's there's nothing more honorary than someone playing a game being like this game's bullshit and then keep playing
0: (laughs) Uh, like if they gave up then i'd be like oh dang we did something wrong Hmm. But when when it hurts so good, uh, you got to keep going. Um, that, that's, I think that's good game design. <laughs> I love how Sean yeah.
2: just described my relationship with Dota. That's perfect. Uh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's <right>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, nothing to plug. Just uh, just uh, enjoying games, enjoying life, and uh, that's great. Yeah. That's the best.
0: All right.
3: Anyway, see you soon. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy.
2: Later, you
1: Bye guys. Bye.